0: All right, I think we are live. What is going on, everybody? This is uh, Rand L. 419 Man with a Million, back again with another Xbox 2 podcast. And with me, as always, the masher of buttons. Maybe you guys will hear it a lot because I've been hearing it uh, pretty much pre-podcast. The one and only Jez Corden of Windows. I wonder Adventure. if, um,
1: sorry, <laughs> sorry, I caught you off there. I was just going to say, I wonder if it's the right, correct microphone that I'm using right now. Mm. Um, probably should have checked that beforehand, I guess. But no, nah, I think it's the right microphone. I just I don't know why it's like doing that. But oh well.
0: Oh well. Um, yeah. So for everybody watching, uh, if you could do us a big favor, hit the awesome. like button and please share this out because YouTube uh, has been doing a horrible job with live shows lately. Uh, I noticed that a lot of people's podcasts, like Booms and uh, Watching Press Start, and I was on Weapon Wheel podcast over the weekend, uh, they don't show up in the subscription feeds for whatever reason. It's just YouTube being YouTube. So if you could do me and Jez a really big favor, uh, click that share button, send it out on Twitter, let people know that we're live, like the show, subscribe if you're new, all that stuff. We would appreciate it now uh, a lot because YouTube ain't doing their job. And... um I'm sure you guys have noticed there's the new overlay. Sean LeBrie has kind of put the finishing touches on everything. And uh, I think it looks really good. Uh, I sent it to you, Jez, the uh, other day. What, what did you think of it? What did you think of your little little animations with you with uh, drinking the little uh, the glass and uh, my, my people's eyebrow raise? I think it looks pretty good.
1: I do think it looks awesome. Sean Labrie is pretty damn epic at what he does. Can you hear me now? I've adjusted the volumes,
0: by yes, the way. Yes, yes. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs>
1: okay yeah i'm seeing it now it it looks really awesome man like especially with the gameplay there like that that's me playing minecraft dungeons um first ever time playing the full full game by the way so i apologize if i screw up any combat and stuff like that but uh yeah that's what i've been playing this week or well actually no today i played it for like an hour today um so i can talk a bit about it indeed
0: indeed yeah so uh Gameplay? Who's gonna? We have, uh, I think, a little bit of Minecraft dungeons, and I uh, played some Resident Evil. It'll be there as well when that's uh, when that when that you know obviously uh, the Minecraft stuff is over. But we got a big show. There's a lot of stuff to talk about, and you know we're gonna get started as we always do with the game talk. Right? I played Doom Eternal. I played Resident Evil Three Demo. I'm gonna talk about that. Jez not only has played Minecraft dungeons. But he's also seen a preview of Gears Tactics, which comes out next month, which I'm very interested in hearing what Jess has to say about that. He has also played Animal Crossing, but uh, nobody here wants to hear him talk about Animal Crossing. I know I don't. You
1: you don't want to hear me talk about Animal Crossing?
0: Nobody wants to hear you go on and on and on and on. I am
1: sure that people in chat want to hear about Animal Crossing.
0: No, no. But before yeah. before we dive into all that stuff, how's your week been, Jez? How's uh, everything going on You know, with the uh, state of the world? Is, that, is everything going okay in your neck of the woods?
1: Ah, uh, man. It is... It's scary times for everyone, I think. Like, mm-hmm. I live in the middle of nowhere, so there hasn't been that many cases of the problem that shall not be named, shall we say, <laughs> Yeah, But um, I'm more just worried about, like you know the economy and, and stuff like that right now but um we're not here to talk about any of that depressing stuff right now we're just going to keep it games because there has been a lot a lot of video games to talk about recently and a lot of news to talk about recently there's been a lot of cool stuff in the news i guess if you're a gamer
0: yeah there has been but some of the some of the topics later are are, de- are directly going to be talking about the will it or won't it get delayed because we did have Microsoft and Sony come out today and issue a statement in regards to uh, COVID-19 about, hey, you know, we have some challenges going on here and we're monitoring the situation. So that's something you always got to think about. But, um, yeah, let's get into the games talk because it's the most important sure. thing. Do um, you want to go first? Like, briefly, and I mean briefly, Jez, the, the utmost of brief. Talk a little bit about Animal Crossing while I kill myself, okay? <laughs> go ahead, go ahead.
1: Um, well, I'm not going to talk about it too much. I, I will spare you, you know, because I think like it's pretty hard to avoid right now. Like it's all over social media. It's like sold millions of copies already. It's it's it blew up, didn't it? I think mm-hmm.
0: um, 2.5 million in Japan, <laughs> just in yeah. Japan. They haven't announced any other. Sales, Basically, it's probably going to be the best song exclusive of this year, easily. Yeah, I would imagine it, and, and so. It, and, if, and, if, and if it was a game that Xbox would have made, people would have made fun of it. That's the other thing I always... I noticed, like, Animal Crossing doesn't... It, <sighs> Nintendo doesn't make mature games, let's just say, right? And Animal Crossing well, is definitely... Yeah, yes. n- definitely not a mature-looking game. One would say it's a very kitty looking game. It does appeal to wide... Ranges of age groups, but man, if that game is not going to sell tens of millions and twenties of millions of copies, uh, you know? I think it helps
1: that people like kind of wanted just something happy to play <laughs> right now. Like it's 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 funny though, like because Microsoft did does have uh they own a brand that is at least superficially similar to Animal Crossing, Viva Pinata. And every now and then I see people saying, "Oh, you should make a new Viva Pinata and stuff." Maybe this will make them reconsider. But I do agree with you that if, like, if Microsoft made a new Viva Pinata, like they people would laugh at them for it. So what can mm. you do? What,
0: what are you gonna you do? do? Uh, we got a super chat in from Sin Vendetta. He says, "Please, dear God, no, Jez. Please spare us from hearing about Animal Crossing. It's almost <laughs> as bad as hearing about Monster Hunter Worlds." Ooh.
1: Ooh, Ooh that's mean.
0: Yeah, and uh, Eagles fan seventy six. Shout out to you. That. For the support. He says, Jez, Minecraft Dungeons get RT treatment on Xbox Series X. I'm assuming uh, he means ray tracing.
1: Ray tracing. Yeah. I would imagine so because it's Unreal Engine, baby. It's Unreal Engine, so...
0: Unreal Engine. So, t- so t- tell me, in like two minutes or less, three minutes, It's like, what what, what are your feelings about Animal Crossing?
1: It's just fun, man. It's, it's kind of like... <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it too much like I said, but it's just like you just live. You just live. You know, it's kind of it's got that sort of Minecraft sort of angle to it where you just sort of, you know, you're chilling on a farm, selling stuff and, you know, crafting and building up your village and stuff. It's literally that sort of gameplay loop. I guess Minecraft also has the survival stuff, which is why like I think like I still prefer Minecraft, but, you know, it's something to play, you know. And also it's it's time-gated. So it's kind of like, you play for like 45 minutes or so a day, and then like, you can't really do anything else till the next day. Right. So it yeah. doesn't like demand right. too much of your time, unless you're one of these people who like, change the system clock. So the you time can time travelers as the, as, the time, because tra- as, as yeah.
0: you can change the system clock and speed everything up and all that stuff yeah. and, and get more things, which is frowned upon, right? Like people frown upon that. Some people at least
1: yeah it's it's like i kind of like why would you bother like part part of the for me part of the enjoyment is you know building that up you know it's it's going to be fun to see what like because the seasons change right the mm-hmm. day the day cycle matches real life and the seasons change like real life that's why you choose like your hemisphere when you play the game it's like are you in the northern hemisphere or the southern hemisphere and the seasons match real life seasons and stuff like that if you like time traveling that kind of defeats the point of that mechanic to me but you know However people want to play, I suppose, is kind of the point.
0: Yeah, shout out to uh, the Darj Knight, Darj, uh, he, with the Super Chat. He says, loving that overlay, lad. Stay safe, everybody. Yes, indeed, everybody stay safe. Uh, the world's a little bit crazy right now. Um, yes, it is. I have been practicing social distancing. I don't think I've... Uh, <laughs> I haven't gone out of the house in a few days. You know, don't want to go out there. You know, I live... I don't live in Chicago. When people ask where I live, I say Chicago because most people know where Chicago is. They know it's in Illinois. But I don't actually live in Chicago. I live in a southern suburb, you know? But still, it's a fairly big southern suburb. And it's like, there's, I mean, it's definitely a ghost town compared to what it normally is. So mm-hmm. it's like, you go to the store, I, you kind of like, because I'm not worried about like myself getting sick, even though like I would get hit with the huge bill. I'm worried about like, passing on to my dad or my mother or maybe even giving it to my sisters like who knows what would happen right so it's not necessarily i'm worried about me it's i'm worried about other people and yeah. um, that's that,
1: that's 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 it for most people i think like yeah. people our age because it's not it's not supposed to be too dangerous for people our age but and uh i'm worried about my mom and stuff like that as well
0: monty in the chat says jez is losing hardcore gaming credit the more he talks about animal crossing
1: <laughs> oh well <laughs>
0: yeah, and i gotta I give a it. shout out to everybody in the chat we got gunstar Darge, milky way obi-wan z black rider devon uh, i saw little uh little bitch zalker up in there uh sin vendetta lethal papa uh, qw vampire q q yeah qw uh thanks for your uh turning out to uh, today for the podcast guys sorry it's on friday me and jazz really weren't feeling it on wednesday um we're just like, you know what, let's just wait for Friday. And Jazz was like, well, I can talk about Gears Tactics then. So, shout out to Sin for another Super Chat. In, and he says, and Jazz, I'm totally kidding. I just know Animal Crossing just ends for me, but I'm glad you enjoy it.
1: Oh, that's nice. So, awesome.
0: you're liking Animal Crossing. Uh, I'm never going to play it. I, I know you're probably thinking of some way to get me to play Animal Crossing. It's never going to happen. Uh, never, ever going to happen. Um, But you know what? Gears Tactics,
1: Gears Tactics.
0: I think people re- like we're going to talk about Minecraft and Doom and all this stuff. Gears Tactics, the what is this? The sp- game from Splash Damage. It's a tact. It's a turn turn based, uh, tactic style XCOM game. Yeah,
1: it's like oh, how to describe it. It's it it's basically XCOM. Like if you've ever played XCOM, you'll know exactly what kind of game it is. It's like it's not quite. I don't know why they don't call them an RPG, because they do have tons of RPG mechanics, but it's got a linear story, doesn't have really have any sort of, like, you know, like a lot of RPGs, you can make dis- choices and decisions and stuff like that. I know Ge- Gears 5 flirted with that a bit, those sorts of features as well. But it's, uh, it's a turn-based strategy game. It's like an XCOM game. I don't, I don't know what the is called. Like, is it XCOM-like, strategy game? I don't know but it has like heavy rpg elements so you level up you there's talents and skills and classes and gear and weapon mods it's it's a really deep game it's way deeper than any previous gears game that i've played um well i've played all of them it's, it's more it's just more deep than any gears game like period now, to like, be nothing fair, comes close to it
0: to be fair you haven't actually played gears tactics
1: like oh yeah well no i haven't i haven't played gears tactics but um because of uh, all the you know the issues around the world what microsoft did was they did like a virtual preview event where they sort of they controlled the game and you could tell them what to do so like i sort of played it remotely in a way sort of (laughs) and i got to see it being played for about an hour and I got I got talked through all the systems and all the cool stuff that's coming to the game. So like I have a pretty good idea of what to expect at this point. And it's coming out in April for PC. Uh, and then like a month later.
0: Now. Yeah. Yeah, so for sure it is it is coming to Xbox. And if I had to guess, I think it'll probably be a launch window game for Xbox Series X.
1: Yeah, I think given given what's going on in the world with game delays. I wouldn't be surprised if they hold Gears Tactics back specifically to launch of the Xbox Series X, because it looks like hardware is not going to be too affected. Like I've seen, like a lot of the Chinese factories are spinning back up now, and Microsoft has given advisories saying that like they don't expect a big impact to their hardware plans for this year. Like Surface, the Surface devices are going ahead and the Xbox Series X is supposedly going ahead. I mean, that could all change. Like, we don't know what's going on. Everything's crazy. Every day feels different. Um, We don't know what kind of disruption... We don't know what kind of state the world will be in in November. Like, what if we goes full division? You know, I hope not, but God, you know, it's scary right now. But I think there is going to be a big wave of game delays, probably around the fall. So if I was Microsoft it makes kind of sense to try and like hold some stuff back for Xbox Series X and i think like the way i saw the way i saw Gears Tactics was it feels pretty much ready to go on Xbox because you can play it with a controller right it's fully compatible with the Xbox controller already even though like they didn't want to talk about it and they didn't want to like there were there were kids say oh it's it, we, it's keyboard first keyboard and mouse first blah blah blah, but no it's going to be fully playable with the controller on PC at launch for those who want to do it, so you know it's uh I would hold it back for probably Xbox Series X because what if what if all those games that I plan to launch with it get delayed you know
0: hey, that's true like, I mean I, like we already know Gears Five is getting enhanced for the new console ray tracing probably maybe 120 frames even. Uh, obviously native 4k uh there's rumors that there's going to be a single player expansion to the title so i can imagine like series x comes out uh gears 5 is enhanced there's a new playable expansion and all this so happens that gears tactics is here too all within game pass now gears tactics they were boasting like, 40 hours of gameplay, uh, a deep story. How the cinematic, like how's the story, from what you've seen in the cinematics, how'd those look?
1: So the stories, like, I didn't see too much of it. And I want to be careful, because I don't want to be like, oh, it's going to be a massive story, because I have no idea right now. But the cinematics that they did show us were super good. Like, Gears 5 level quality, great acting, great scenery the The new villain is really interesting. So, like, the new villain's called Ukon, and he's like a super intelligent locust. You know, going on with the strategy theme of the game, and he sort of fills in some of the gaps in the game's lore. He's like, he's where the they got their engineering, got their sort of the BruMac and the Corpse, and all those sort of weird monsters that didn't really seem to fit. He's the reason for those monsters. So like the tickers, you know, you know, all those like weird monsters that aren't the locust,
0: mm-hmm.
1: they're all because of this guy, Ukon or whatever, and his sect, he's like sect of scientists. And apparently there's going to be a novel that goes along with the game, a prequel novel that sort of covers this a bit more in depth because like Gears of War has like a few novels. And if you're a fan of the story and stuff, um, you know, there'll be more. There'll be be more stuff there for you.
0: And this one you play as Kate's dad, right?
1: Yes and no. So Kate's dad is the main character. He's like... Gabe Diaz is the main character. And he's like... He's a strategist. um, You know, because... You're basically a strategist in the game. Um, And it's sort of like... It follows along that... You're sort of trying to get the remnants of the cog back together. So you can mount an assault... You know, a counter strike on the locust because, of course, as we know, um, bad things happen. Um, Bad things always
0: happen in Gears of War games.
1: Yeah. So, this takes place, I think it's 12 years before the first game. So, like, you play Gears of War one and the world's completely destroyed. This is about how the world got destroyed, basically. It goes into like all the, what are they called now? The Hammer of Dawn, the firings of the Hammer of Dawn, and all that sort of stuff. It goes into all that stuff there's a bunch of new characters um you know find out gabe's uh gabe diaz's backstory which is obviously kate's backstory too and uh find out tons of twists and turns and secrets and they also like there's there was a pretty big spoiler in the preview which i won't obviously i won't spoil but it was kind of like it gave me the impression that this this is really a plot that they really want people to remember it's not just a throwaway plot. It seems like they've invested quite a lot into it, is what I'm saying. So I'm, I'm like most interested in it because of that. Because I like the Gears story. I like. I want to see where it's going, and I think some of the stuff that happens in Gears Tactics will inform the future of the saga.
0: Well, yeah, that was so, I was going to ask. So you think in Gears Five they kind of. Sp- they stuck their middle toe, you know, their big toe into the pool of open world, right? They even did some light RPG elements with Jack, right? But they didn't yeah. go all the way. Now, Rod Ferguson, he's gone from the studio. He's over chilling with Mike Barra over at blizzard overseeing Diablo. Now you have gears tactics coming in a month. Um, I've, I've seen the screen that you have in your article talking about like progression. You can choose like what skills to, you know, skill tree to go up Uh, Through, do you think some of that will make its way to gear six and make it okay now we're gonna go full open world or maybe like full rpg where it's not just jack but like the characters themselves that get upgraded do you think any of that spills over
1: i would like to hope so some of the stuff in gears tactics was like super deep like there's five character classes and each character class has like four quadrants of skills that can specialize into and then on top of that you've got like a whole loot system with weapon mods so you can change scopes barrels stocks and all sorts of stuff to customize your playstyle. and then like each squad has six soldiers in it so you can get quite you can get quite complicated you know and like there's a whole bunch of side missions to do and you you sort of like you go out from your convoy into the world and the idea is that you're recovering cog soldiers who have been scattered by the war and you're trying to bring them back together to mount a counterattack and hunt down this Ukon character or whatever and there's like loot to find along the way and upgrades and all that sort of stuff and levels and i would love that sort of mentality to inform gears of war 6 because when I play Gears nowadays, like when I play Gears 5, I really enjoyed it a lot. But I just kind of felt like I was playing a watered-down Mass Effect.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's got it's gone to that point now where it's kind of like this plays just like Mass Effect now. You've got like you've got the abilities like an infiltrator in Mass Effect on Jack. But it doesn't have any of the dialogue trees, it doesn't have any of the RPG mechanics. And I know some people don't want it to go down that route but i kind of feel like gears has to evolve and gears has to get deeper and has to become more than it is and i feel like gears tactics could inform some of that direction
0: so what what's uh the last question before we move on but what separates this gears tactics game say from other tactics games like xcom
1: honestly not a lot not it plays a- very it plays very It looks and plays, seems to play very similarly to XCOM. Obviously it has better visuals than XCOM. XCOM's got kind of like a cartoony aesthetic. This has like a pure Gears, realistic aesthetic, grizzly with all the violence and gore from Gears of War and stuff like that. So I think like it's a more attractive game than XCOM personally, like, and I'm a big XCOM fan and I do like the XCOM style, but I, you know, I like the realism of Gears a bit more. So it brings that to the table, but it also like it tweaks some of the XCOM staple abilities like overwatch is more complicated and more dynamic and, you know, just sort of, there's lots of little things really. Um, I would also the big set piece boss battles. Like there was a corpse, uh, I did huge that, yeah. boss battle yeah. that could like rain death on a huge portion of the screen. Like I don't, recall XCOM 2 having any huge boss battles? Like, it had, like, it had bosses, but they were sort of, like, smaller, like, larger soldier units.
0: So, if you have a situation where it says you're 99% likely to hit something, will you miss it, like an XCOM? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Like
1: I I think there's still going to be that element of, like, a risk and reward, you know? But, also, in XCOM, it's kind of like... XCOM's super slow paced a lot of the time. And you have to wait for the enemies to take their turns one by one. But in Gears Tactics, it's like they all take their turns simultaneously, the enemy do. So you, you're not sort of like you're not out of control very often or very much. And also the action points stack up, and there's loads of abilities that like let you keep your action points rolling. So it's kind of like a more fast paced, more aggressive version of XCOM. So I think like if you're not a fan of tactics games, but you are a fan of Gears of War, I think it still be worth playing because it does have those cinematics. It does have the, you know, the big budget story and it is a very much more aggressive sort of fast paced XCOM star game. Like there's more enemies and they die faster. So it's like you just, it's almost like playing the shooters, you know? Man. It's not like you're, you're putting like five turns worth of bullets into a mob that's a tank. I'm sure there are tanks in the game. It's like the what I saw, the, um, the regular grubs were going down in like two or three shots. And then oh. like you could move on to the next one, chainsaw him. That'd give you a combo point sort of thing so you could go and do more damage. And like just cascading into more and more damage. You so know? you're
0: really looking forward to playing the final product, getting your hands on it for real about a month from now?
1: Yep, I am. Um, I'm kind of like you know, I'm not a Halo guy, right? But I'm like way more interested in Gears Tactics than I am for Halo Infinite. I think Gears Tactics is gonna be my not
0: not a Halo guy, but you're an Animal Crossing and Pokemon guy. I I don't even know. I don't even know why we're friends. Like you hate you hate all the games I like, and you love all the games I hate. Well,
1: I like my shooters to be violent, right? I like Doom. Oh, and I like
0: Gears dumb. Yeah, we're gonna talk, we're gonna talk about Doom right here in a minute. After I read off Fantasy Life super chat, uh, they say, "Hey, did reviewers forget to review Bleeding Edge?" Oh, me and Jez had a very, <laughs> very heated disc—oh, not heated—a uh, a discussion about Bleeding Edge before the chat, uh, before before the show. Uh, so, did reviewers forget to review Bleeding Edge? No, uh, Microsoft didn't send out review codes early uh, because. It's a multiplayer game so much like Sea of Thieves. Everybody got to play as soon as the servers went up. Same thing that happened with Destiny and I think same thing that happened with the original Division and even with Division yeah. 2 like basically servers are up at the same time for everybody so there're no early reviews. So reviewers had to basically start playing it. But as you know with Bleeding Edge, there's only two modes. There's 10 or 12 characters. I'm not even really sure. Twelve, and um yeah. Yeah, it's 12 and uh, I mean you don't really need to play that long to get a sense of Bleeding Edge and if you've played any of the betas or alphas I mean you kind of know exactly what to expect. I know uh you like the Jez. Uh you, you you even you didn't give it like what'd you give it? Uh what, what was your review? I for? haven't reviewed I haven't, reviewed, you haven't it yet. reviewed it yet. Okay.
1: No, it's I'm I'm in the process of reviewing it now. Mm. But um I Basically I don't I don't disagree with the review scores right now. I think the review scores are fair. Like what's the average? 7.
0: It's uh use 69 right now. You know, the Xbox uh, 69. <laughs> 70 <laughs> 69. uh basically.
1: But I I don't disagree with that re- that review score. I think it's fair. But like what I disagree with is the sentiment that it's not okay for a game made by 15 people that costs $30 to be average. I don't mind that and I'm like I'm having fun with it and I think it's okay for a game to not be amazing like not every game has to be you know super duper triple A massive budget so on that basis I'm enjoying it and uh you know I'll have a review up next week probably
0: yeah, I have I have not played Bleeding Edge uh, I played the alpha and um wasn't my thing and uh I'm just not really interested in playing it so I'm not going to I mean, I don't know. Maybe I will. Maybe my friends, my friends have been trying to drag me, and you know, maybe that is a game I would enjoy with the full group. And I probably play supports. So I play a healer or something. But like, m- my biggest complaint when I played it in the alpha and the beta was that it was too slow. It was way too slow for what it is. And I know they didn't speed what, it up. What do you mean by slow? It's just, it's just too slow. Like the characters move too slow. Um
1: oh okay that's
0: kind of that's kind of my like i wish the game was faster you know that that's kind of my thing like i think the character designs are all pretty cool for the most part um and it does remind me a lot of like smite like the pvp so Mm -hmm. i'm not really against the idea of bleeding edge and you're right 15 people blah, blah 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 um i'm sure there'll be you know people will There, people will love it and they'll play it for a long time and i'm sure just like with everything people will hate it as they always do they'll hate it and they'll never never say a word about it like for whatever reason bleeding edge though it really does bring out the haters like they come in that's the thing a lot of the
1: people who hate it like they don't they haven't even played it and they never will play it so it's like it's it's like an ex it's a it's an exclusive tax like if a game is exclusive it gets like extra heat and stuff like that that is right? true it is like it I remember is. I remember Xbox fans pointing at knack all the time you know they do they did that for ages and now you got PlayStation fanboys crying about bleeding edge you know stuff like that like this game was in development before Microsoft purchased ninja theory for starters but who cares like it's a passion project by 15 people. I'm completely fine with that reality.
0: They do. I, I will have to say, like, they do have to support the game. There has to be new, more modes, more characters. Like, it, it can't. To me, it cannot stay in its current state. No, it, ha- it has to be improved upon.
1: So, this, I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of things I could criticize about it. And I'm the kind of, I'm basically Bleeding Edge's target audience, right? Because it's based on world of warcraft pvp like world of warcraft arena was literally described to me as an inspiration for this and i you know i play world of warcraft pvp you know and i on that basis i'm quite enjoying it like kulev's mind control ultimate is literally a world of warcraft priest's mind control it's (laughs) it's the same thing
0: uh, i've seen your uh your gifs of that on twitter and, uh... Dude, I
1: make, I'm making a compilation. I literally, like, just before I started talking about that, I literally just mind-controlled someone into Poison, like, just now. Yeah. It's it's hilarious. Like, just that move is just really fun. Like, Kulev is, like, a really cool character, but that said, I think every other character I've played is super boring. Like, and some of them are just under-tuned and, like, really weak. Like, I, I don't know what her name is, but there's one character that's sort of, like, almost like a diva knockoff. Like, she's arranged and she can spawn a mech and... And she spawns turrets and stuff like that. She's so weak and useless. Like it's just it's sad. Like people just kill her turrets and then she can't do anything. It's just mm. pathetic. Like the game needs a lot of balance work. It's also laggy, which is like a big no no in a fighting game. You don't want your fighting game to be laggy, right?
0: You, no, you, you don't.
1: No. And it's it is super laggy by their own admission. Like and uh the tick right at the server is 60 hertz. And you've got PC players complaining that they can't go above 60 frames a second and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I don't think the balance is spot on. I think healers are totally overpowered. I, I'm, I'm playing healers exclusively because they just can't die right now. And, uh, you know, I feel sorry for anyone who's playing one of the weaker classes and thinking, oh, this game is not fun because they're playing a class that's not very well designed or just uh, under tuned, I guess. So it needs a lot of work, but this, it's the kind of work that could only happen when the game was live. Like you're not going to get enough data to figure out which, which classes are performing and which aren't and stuff like that. But like Microsoft has this thing round, which bugs me. They won't release any of their own games into early access for some reason.
0: Well, I mean, you could, you could argue, see if these into early access. No,
1: but, but it, by branding wise, it didn't though.
0: Well, like, because they're Microsoft, and it would look bad if Microsoft released an early access game.
1: But well, that's but they are with Grounded. Like,
0: Grounded is actually coming to preview, so... They are. Well,
1: that's good. That That's good. Because, like, it takes the heat off the game to be flawless on day one. And I don't think Bleeding Edge is a game that could be balanced properly out of the gate. I, I just don't think it could be. So, like, the only way you could do that is to stick it into early access. And honestly... That's kind of feel. It feels like that's what I'm playing right now. It's an early access game. It feels like it doesn't have much content. It doesn't have many skins. Like all the skins are color swaps, which is a, a far cry from like other mobas out there, like Smite and Overwatch and all the games this is going to be compared to. It has nowhere near as much content. It should have been an early access game, but Microsoft won't do it. So,
0: fair enough. Shout out to Dead Captain James for the super chat. Says Jazz, you're a fraud. Just kidding. He's hyped for uh, Gears Tactics as well. Uh, so that's good. And then uh, the Ooze Man, he says, keep on social- socially distancing, chaps. Oh yeah, we keep on doing that. Uh, I am
1: like an expert at social distancing, you know? Like, I'm like so good at it.
0: Yeah. So, Jez, I've been playing Doom Eternal. I played it a little bit earlier today. Oh my fucking God. <laughs> Is that game amazing? Like, I... <laughs> I mean, I listened to you talk about it on the podcast last week. And I, you know, I read some reviews and I was like, okay. But like hearing about it and then playing it, two totally separate things. And the biggest thing for me was that I was expecting something very similar to 2016. And it's something completely different from Doom 2016. Like, it's a sequel, but the way it's all set up. With the limited ammo and the limited resources. The fact that, like, the game wants you to constantly switch weapons all the time. And I find myself in the beginning, right? So, first up, the game looks incredible. Runs great on this, on Xbox One X. The HDR on this thing is ridiculous. I posted a little clip of the level I'm on when you're back in hell after you get your sword, Jez. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. And there's that demon that's, like, chained up with lava pouring out of his mouth uh yeah and like i'm just like the the art in this game the level design in this game like so good but then i love the not only the progression of your character of like okay so you get a weapon you get a weapon mod you make it better you get a praetor suit coin to improve your suit you get a shard crystal shard to give yourself more health so doom guy is improving as you're improving. Like I thought the game was pretty difficult at the beginning because you don't really have a lot of options. You don't have a lot of weapons and they kind of really do overwhelm me with enemies. Uh, like, and even on normal, which I started on normal, but I bo- I boosted it up to, I think like ultra violence, uh, which is above normal. Like you get you die pretty easily. Like the enemies are no joke. But, like, where like, I, am I? I did,
1: it, I, did it the, I did it the other way around. Like, I. Because I reviewed Doom 2016 on Ultraviolence. And I thought, oh, well, I'll do that again for uh, this one. But it was like, man, I think this is too tough. I'm well, probably not going to make embargo if I keep playing it on Ultraviolence. So I actually bumped the difficulty well, down. Well,
0: that's and the thing. I, it I, bo- I t- boosted it up because eventually. When you get all the tools, when you get all the different weapons and when you upgrade yourself, it kind of almost becomes a little bit, too, like, I'm not going to say easy, but, like, you are getting better just as Doom guy is getting better, so I kind of wanted, like, an extra challenge. Because, like, yeah, eventually sure. you get, like, oh, I, I, I have my grenades all the way maxed out, so it's like I can shoot out a freeze bomb and then shoot out two grenades without reloading, switch to my rocket launcher and fire off around. you know, switch to the, 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 the uh, double-barreled shotgun, use the flame chain, and pull myself to somebody and shoot him, switch to another weapon, like the plasma rifle, and just unload, and then switch to the minigun and, and use that. And it's just a, like a, a dance of death all over the place. <laughs> And it's so
1: enjoyable. A dance of Death,
0: a dance. It's like I a dance of I, death. I wish, yeah. I
1: wish I'd put that in my um review. Now that's a, that's a cool quote, man. That's marketable.
0: It's it's so good, man. And like they added like the little platforming sections, uh, which I, hate I them. well here's the t- I love them. I I, I like oh, I, yeah. I, I I love them. You're
1: terrible opinion. Well, because You're I like it. I like
0: exploring. Again. So I, I I've been finding all the collectibles and stuff. Well,
1: that's that's the thing. I like. I wouldn't mind the platforming if it was purely for exploring, but when it's like, I've just had this like adrenaline pumping, amazing combat sequence, and then I have to like scurry up walls like a cockroach, and then like awkwardly double jump across platforms and jump through hoops See, like, I like
0: the double jump and I I like I, I think know. I don't know it gives the like the world a little bit more lived in place I know like all oh, the poles standing out that you do little you know swings on can, can like kind of stand out or whatever but like I don't know it feels like the the world's bigger and more lived in and the combat arenas are, some of them are big, some of them are small. You got the Slayer Gates, which those are really fine-tuned, huge challenges where they throw literally everything at you. And at first, like you said, yeah, it's freaking hard, man. It's tough because you don't have the weapons. But where I'm at now, like, I just I just beat Tarzan I got my sword. And people say that's the hardest level in the game. I think I died once. I was just mowing enemies left. down. I was just like, boom, freeze bomb, you know, like rocket launcher, boom, you know, grenade mod for my shotgun, switch to the minigun and just mow people down, boom, switch to the B BFG, which then I also got the unmaker now too. That that weapon in the ship, because I you I did all you this. went for
1: ammo upgrades first, right?
0: Um, I I I kind of did health and ammo, yeah. Yeah, same. So I had like am I had like I had like health and ammo maxed out. So now I only got like one more uh, armor thing. But my god, is this game so good? Like I I like Doom 16, but I wasn't in love with Doom 2016. Um, so for me, I-, I like this game a lot better because it makes you play differently. It makes you I don't know. It makes you appreciate all the different weapons and tools. I mean, basically, you have the fodder enemy all around you, right? And you use the chainsaw, which. Is it's awesome, it's just a button press instead of an actual weapon to refill your your health. They give you the flamethrower so you can light enemies on fire, which will drop armor, right? And then obviously when you stagger enemies, you basically use them to get health. And then if you stagger two enemies in a row, you basically charge up your blood punch, which is just it's like all the systems work so well together that I'm just having I don't know, like I thought Ori was gonna be easily like here I was thinking Ori was gonna be it's my favorite game of the year and then Doom Eternal comes and it's like hey wait a minute here <laughs> Like I'm
1: Wait right till la- Wait right till the last boss. Well okay right yeah team. so
0: but here's the thing You so, ain't
1: saying nothing yet.
0: So people said that the Marauder is a bitch, and that's where a lot of people uh tuned out of Doom Eternal, like the the Marauders like, Oh, it's not fun and it's too hard. What is the what is are people pussies? Like The Marauder is a super easy guy to kill. I don't understand.
1: I, I, um, you you know, when I, when I first fought the Marauder, I instantly thought this is going to be something that people complain about. And sure enough, we've like,
0: I can't believe people are bitching about it. um, Sorry, go on. I can't, Jez, I I honestly cannot believe anybody who's bitching about the Marauder.
1: Well, check, check out on YouTube, like how to, how to kill the Marauder. Like the videos on that have like millions of hits.
0: It's, it's, he's so easy to kill. I, and I've been in, I've been in Slayer Gates with the Marauder and Tyrants and all these other enemies. And it's just like, even then, it's like, they're easy. Oh, they, that you stay, you stay mid range. Their eyes flash green. Pump them with the double shotgun. Switch to the, that one kind of, um, bow and arrow weapon. Shoot them. And then do the same thing. Rinse, repeat three times. He's dead. He's dead in 15 seconds. What's the big deal? I don't get it. <laughs> but like listening to some games journalists and people on Twitter, you think it was the most hardest thing ever, and it's like 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 these are the same people that like 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 Sekiro it's, and Dark Souls well, games that are really hard, and now they're like it's oh, obvious.
1: like it's not obvious how it's it's funny, right? Because the game throws tutorials at you, literally tells you how to beat things, but because of that, I think like. It hold it holds your hand a bit to the point where, if it doesn't tell you something, you don't try and experiment. Like I didn't realise at first how we- fast weapon switching was integral to the gameplay. Mm-hmm. So when I when I first fought the Marauder, I was like, man, like this this guy is annoying to fight. And the way the way I killed him was. Just with the shotgun, right? I was just like, and it took ages. I killed him, but it took ages because I didn't even think to, to like do the weapon switching stuff. And then I was like, well, why don't I just sort of like switch to the um, ballista in between shots? And then it was like, oh, and then because of that, it sort of changed the way I played the game as well. So I can see why people have see that as a pitfall because it, the whole game plays differently until you get to the marauder. Yeah,
0: it does. if you
1: haven't, yeah. if you haven't figured that weapon switching is a core part of the play. And for me, the shotgun was so much more fun to use than most of the other weapons. I barely weapon switch through the whole game.
0: The double shotgun <laughs> is, oh my god! Like when it's you too, when you have it completely late. leveled up, and uh, use the little chain and set people on fire. Oh, it's so good, dude. Um, did you um?
1: Did you uh? Try it with um the slow motion. Oh yeah,
0: I have slow motion on. So when I hold left trigger, you're in slow mo every time. It's so good, man. They're so they give you they give you all the tools to beat it, but it's like it's that feeling of you're improving as the game goes on, as you know Doom guys improving. Um, that yeah. really kind of st- stuck with me. And Nate Miller says in the super chat thoughts on the story. Um, a lot of the story is told through codexes. Um, I think what's presented I, will, I will say
1: it, right. That's that's one area that really disappointed me because the codexes are really interesting and well-detailed and well-written. And you get none of that really through the game. And I was kind of like wishing that they would have taken that aspect of the game a little bit more in depth. But yeah. I realized that like a lot of Doom is seen as this game that is mainly about wanton murder and destruction but they're building a pretty cool lore around the game
0: yeah and i and kind of like they, and they tied love into, to say a they tied into doom and doom Two. yeah they did yeah it's, it's it's pretty interesting the story is the story's cool i mean it's not like the central part of it but you know uh if you're a fan of the lore there is a lot there to really take in now, i haven't finished the game i think i'm on chapter 11 but i'm getting close um someone says entitled millennial says Rand sounds like an elitist the marauder is a bit unbalanced the guy has like three different weapons and an instant shield he does but if you just stay mid-range he only he'll just attacks with his sword and his eyes glow green and you just shoot you just shoot him and then if you need to get dash and run away you do that like i i'm i'm not god's gift to gamers (laughs) like you know what i mean (laughs) but like I don't know. What are you like, talking about? It? You got
1: a million game score. That means you're pro, man. No, nah,
0: no, nah, I ain't pro. I'm just saying like I before I got to him, I saw everybody bitching about it on Twitter and social media. And then I played it and I was like, Really? This guy's piece of ca- like yep. this guy's pretty you easy. Remember, like what?
1: like mo- most people play games pretty casually. Like a lot of the people who who like act hardcore on Twitter, they're actually probably not as hardcore yeah, as mo- they Yeah. Like every time when I completed the evil within I was shocked that it was a rare achievement just just completing the evil within is a rare achievement because I guess most people just Didn't stick with it for whatever reason like too hard or too scary or something yeah. But most most people never even finish games. They just sort of pick them up play them and drop them So, but i'm guilty of that too. Like I was li- I was thinking yesterday like I was looking at my backlog and thinking man I really want to finish Vampyr. I never finished Vampire. I realized yesterday.
0: Yeah. His, Even though I was like I was quite enjoying it. His wolf is pretty easy to take care of. I just I just shoot a nice bomb at him. But um Yeah, so I mean I'm loving Doom Eternal, I recommend it. If you're a fan of Doom, fan of first person shooters, definitely pick it up. Um But jazz, the game that's currently being played is your gameplay in this overlay with Sean LeBreeze here. Shout out to Sean for making The awesome intro for my videos as well as this awesome overlay uh if you guys need anything artwork done wise intros or anything make sure you hit them up um what do you think of minecraft dungeons man the uh, minecraft meets diablo that's the other thing you've been playing right um
1: i think it's going to be one of the biggest launches this year maybe the biggest launch well i don't think it's going to be animal crossing like let's be realistic but it's going to be a it's going to be a big deal. Like it, it plays so well. It feels so good. It's so well optimized on PC. Like my PC is like not great, but it, it crushes Minecraft dungeons like 60 frames flawlessly. And my PC really is sort of like not amazing. Um, I've had any issues with it and the fan, the fans don't even kick in. It's great. Um, so, but that's like the, the technical stuff right and it's on every platform it's got cross play between pc and xbox and possibly other platforms later they teased to me before so um i don't know like how big it's going to be but i really like it it's um they've nailed the, the rpg systems are really interesting they're sort of like halfway between between diablo and the sort of depth and complexity of that but it's still minecraft like it's still all enchantment based like your levels go towards getting enchantment points like in the regular minecraft game and then you would chant your weapons with like a huge range of different abilities and stuff and there's no classes it's sort of it's more like weapon classes like if you want to be an archer you just You know level up a bow and then use bows your main weapon if you want to be a melee guy use a sword or a heavy mace You want to be a caster use like the artifacts and stuff like that and then enchant armor that gives you like bonuses to Dealing damage with artifacts and stuff. It's it's super well designed on that front and it just feels great to play like the physics are great Like, when you hit a monster, they go flying across the screen. The part of physics are great. The lighting and the graphics are great vibrant and interesting. It's got, like, scaling difficulty. Like, when you complete the game, you unlock, like, the higher level difficulties. And that gives you better loot and stuff like that, just like Diablo. So, I think it could be a big deal, man. I I am pretty excited for it. Mm. Although, I'm still more excited for Gears Tactics purely because of the story beats that, that we were shown. So...
0: Shout out to uh, the Darge Knight. He says Sean LeBrie, you're a magician. That is very he is true. He is a magician. Um so I watched uh, my friend Brown Man stream Minecraft dungeons and he he basically was playing on the hardest difficulty. Um I, like it, it didn't seem too interesting the first level. Uh it kind of seemed a little basic. But then again, the first I was thinking-
1: level is like it's it's the first level is almost like a tutorial. Like, you can see... Like, the gameplay that we've got running now is the first level, which is a tutorial. And I think, like, it's either the second or the third level. I put the difficulty all the way up to the maximum that it'll go. So, like, the game's, like, saying, we recommend that you do this when your power level is 27 or something, and my power level was 4. Which is similar to Diablo, that you can bump the difficulty up higher than your level's meant to be. And then the idea is that you struggle a bit, and then the gear you get will help you get to that level. And then... You know what I mean? You've, you've all played Diablo before, right?
0: Yeah, Diablo 3. Um,
1: yeah, I love Diablo. Can't wait for Diablo 4. My God, that game's gonna, just going to be incredible. But it was tough, man. Like, on the maximum difficulty, I was uh, breezing through it. And then, like, every now and then, that Arch Illager dude shows up and he spawns a ton of mobs. Like, a ton of mobs. I'm talking like 20 mobs on screen all, all around you. So it's like you have to, like, kite them and stuff. And then. There are boss fights too and they're like they're like randomly generated. There's like a pool of boss mobs, and Like either they spawn as mini bosses and they have so much health and then at the end of the level they will spawn as a big boss and they'll have a ton of health and this dude like this evoker dude on maximum difficulty He was absolutely wrecking me and like I think you get like three lives per level before like um you have to go back to camp so like you get three you get three respawns per level and if you die a third time, you have to go back to camp and start over. But like, I think I, I I died twice trying to get this evoker down. It was like super powerful, and he had like typical boss style mechanics. Like he was spawning spikes or or some kind of like jaws out of the ground that were trying to eat me. Spawning like these little floating creepy cherub things that were chasing me around. It was just sweet, man. Like if you're watching the, if you're watching the gameplay video on on YouTube, you'll see it. Yeah, um, but so, also the gameplay is on uh, Windows Central's game gameplay channel.
0: When so when's the game supposed to come out? It's
1: now. This is weird because it might be delayed. They've um, they've said that they're trying to get the game ready for April, which is they've all they've said is April officially. I think like a lot of websites are listing April thirtieth, but like it could, it their target window is April basically. And it could be delayed because of world events, but what I've experienced so far in the beta on PC is super polished, and um, I'm pretty confident that they could get it out the door. But you know, I don't know what the what state the Xbox version is in because I haven't played it. But they're doing like a they're launching on four platforms simultaneously: Xbox, Switch, PlayStation, and PC.
0: And it's a big release. It's also I think what 19.99 twenty dollar release.
1: Yeah. $20 god I can't believe it it doesn't play like a $20 game man
0: and uh I'm telling you i think crossplay is coming later um cross- but crossplay got...
1: for PC and Xbox at launch and then later maybe for the platforms
0: and um what was the other thing um man i forgot what i was just going to say <laughs> um four player co-op right local and online
1: yeah, four-play co-op, local online, and it's even got local co-op on PC, which is something you don't see very often.
0: I wonder you how that connect- game is going to scale when you play it in co-op, because I, I watched your footage, I watched Brownman stream it, you guys uh, both played it solo, and when he turned up the difficulty up really high, that's when it kind of got really interesting. Um, yeah. I, so I wondered like how that's going to scale when you actually are playing with friends. Um, I think,
1: like, if it's anything like Diablo, I guess things will just get more health and stuff like that. But, I have no idea. It, yeah. it, it, it plays so nicely. It just feels great. I played, like, mostly an archer shooting bow. And the bows, like, have, like, a little knockback and stuff. So, like, if you're, if you're smart with it, you can keep enemies knocked away from you and stuff. But then, like, you get, like, ranged mobs which spawn walls around you. And then all the creepers try and funnel into the wall and blow you up. It's, it's tough, man. But... There's no building and no crafting in the game though. It's just It's just destruction.
0: Minecraft meets Diablo, which is a thing nobody knew they wanted until Mojang announced it what, two years ago? Like, wait a minute, yeah. Minecraft and Diablo? This first game-
1: when they first announced it, I thought it was like some Left for Dead style game. And I was like, uh, oh, I don't really want that. But then like when they showed the gameplay and it was isometric like and Diablo y, I was like, Oh my god, I do want that.
0: Yeah. No, I mean the, I think um, I think it looks cool. I I definitely gonna check it out. But so uh, the other game I played was the demo of Resident Evil Three. Um
1: A game I've completed.
0: Yeah, I was gonna ask you because <laughs> you told me you you told me, um that you, you you've already played the full Resident Evil three and you've beaten it. I was wondering if you could actually say you you could on the podcast, but you probably can't actually say what you think of the game, right?
1: I can't, I can't say what I think of the game, but you know.
0: But you could say what you I thought of
1: the demo. I what I thought the demo, I like the demo a lot. <laughs> I think like um, I it's tough because like I'm technically under embargo for the re- the review of Resident Evil, um, which is uh dropping next week at some point. I can't remember off the top of my head which day it's dropping, but um, look out for that. And I think, like, you know, if you're a fan of Resident Evil, you're going to want to check it out.
0: Yeah, so I, so the gameplay should be coming up here soon if it's not already up, depending on how long the podcast has been going. But I will say, the game looks great. It didn't run particularly too well, and I hope that's an issue just with the demo and not with the full release. Um, I did get a sense of deja vu, like been here, done that, you know? Like, it was like, I just, you know, like, I just played this game. And then I think, like, oh, yeah, it was January of last year that Resident Evil 2 was out. So, I don't know. I, like, I wonder if I'm going to like Rez- this this Resident Evil 3 game as much as I liked Resident Evil 2. Just because of that. Because um, it really it really does seem like the only thing they they added is that, like, dodge roll. Which, maybe it's explained a little bit better in the full game, but, like... Uh, I wasn't really sure when you were supposed to do it to get like that like kind of flash of white and you actually roll. You know what I'm talking about? When you avoid an enemy's attack.
1: Yep. Don't worry. We'll have a guide up for you, man. We'll yeah. have a guide for you. And then the Nemesis,
0: <laughs> which, whew. Yeah, he's definitely different than Mr. X. Um, but yeah, I mean, I still can't wait to play it in a month from now. It's like, it's just, it, it, I just got this feeling of like, I just played this game and I'm back which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I just hope it's a decent length. You know, like Resident Evil 2 had Leon's campaign and it had Claire's camp Claire, Claire, Claire's campaign. But even still when you when you played both, it wasn't like they were significantly different. It was just like the beginning, the middle and the end that was a little bit different and everything else was the same. And like mm-hmm. Resident Evil 3 didn't have um it didn't have that. So it's like if it's just Jill's campaign, I I do wonder how long it's going to be. Like hopefully it's not like too short, you know, but uh ho- hopefully the game's still good. Like hopefully they got some surprises up their sleeves. Can't can't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think it's time though uh to go back to uh Resident Evil 8. You know, two remakes in a row. Uh, I think I think it's um Resident Evil 8 uh, first person. But yeah, so I think that's um I guess that's everything, right? Everything we've been playing so far this this week. I know it's a lot. Um we do play a lot of games, you know, we don't just talk about you know, whatever. Um Yeah, so, I wasn't even that wasn't
1: even all the games I played this week. I actually played a lot of games this week. Mm-hmm. Um But yes, we should move into the dramatic yeah.
0: topics. So yeah, if you guys are enjoying the podcast, I see a lot of you in the chat, make sure you hit the like. Button hit the subscribe button if you're new. Share this out on Twitter and follow me and Jez on social media. Our Twitter links are right there in the uh, in the overlay alongside our, our our gamer tags. If you want to follow us on Xbox, it's funny. Like people, I'll I'll get messages like, "Hey, can I add you on Xbox?" And I'll be like, "Sure." It's like, what's your gamer tag? And I'm like, "Randall Thor 19 It's the same everywhere. It's Randall Thor nineteen. You know
1: my my gamer tag is just Jez. So like <laughs> just, how does jazz. That w- yeah,
0: just Yeah, just Jez. Um So you know what let's talk about uh let's talk about this interesting thing about Xbox Series X AMD. Cause me me and you both we were talking about this before. But AMD issued like a security leak that somebody is basically blackmailing them because they sold a whole bunch of information regarding a lot of AMD GPU drivers. And one of those information was the Arden GPU, which is apparently the GPU that Series X is using, and that they're yeah. holding the information ransom for a hundred million dollars. <laughs> Jez, what so, is going on gonna... here? What what's going on with this whole AMD Xbox Series X code store source code stolen? Is Microsoft looking at like a, a big hacking fiasco that's gonna happen when they release the console? Like, what's going on?
1: Well, first and foremost I'm not even sure it was the source code that actually was stolen. Um, some people have told me that that's not exactly what it is. It's not it's not the xbox that it's not the Xbox source code anyway, and it's not gonna lead to a, it's not gonna lead to Xbox series X getting hacked because a, if it was, Microsoft could patch it because they've got plenty of time to sort it out and B. It's I don't even think that's what it is Whoever thinks they're gonna get a hundred million for that is like smoking something I would really like to get my hands on But you know, it is what it is. I'm not even fully sure what supposedly has been stolen but from what I understand it was it was actually Taken from the github repositories the private github repositories that AMD uses to share code with their, you know team and stuff like that but I don't think it's anything really a big deal, to be honest. But so, I guess we won't know until later.
0: So, let's just say, for hypothetical sake here, it was the source code. How big of an issue would it be then?
1: Well, the fact that it happened now and not later, l- less so because it, they can, f- you know, account for it. But I don't even think that's what it was. I don't know. I don't really have, there's not a huge amount of information on what exactly was stolen. And the funny thing is like the stuff that was stolen has already been posted on hacker sites and stuff. So it's not like, it's not even like the guy who stole it can get any money because it's already out there now. Right, so, yeah. but the guy claims that he has more stuff, but I, I
0: think it's a chick. Don't.
1: Well, I
0: don't know. And I think it was I think it was a chick who who stole it. I mean I know like there was obviously I think people were saying if it was the source code then like that could uh, really have an issue with like uh, piracy and hacking uh, eventually. But uh, like you said, I'm pretty sure like AMD said it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, so if they say it's not that big of a deal, then it's probably not that big of a deal. But they do have to lock down their shit, Jez because both the Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5 like specifications were leaked in that GitHub thing like early like uh-huh. late last year like all like basically what the PS5 was and what Series X was so maybe they do need to take their security precautions a little bit better huh
1: well i don't know it's 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 hard cuz like how do you force a third party to do that first of all second of all i'm not even sure how this this supposed hack happened because it's like it's github which is super secure so it sounds like this might have more been social engineering or phishing thing or something like that i don't think the security of i don't think the security has actually been compromised i think someone got tricked out of giving access basically it sounds like or it's an ex-employee leaking login codes or something i don't know but I don't think it's a big deal. Yeah,
0: I don't think it. I don't think it's a big deal either. I, I did see a couple people try to like say it was a big deal or whatever, and I'm just like, pfft. I'm like okay, yeah, yeah. sure, whatever. Elementopito um, uh, he says in the super chat. Uh, any Panzun, Panzer Dragoon fans out there? Switch got a remake, and you can play the original version from BC Panzer Dragoon Order in 4K as the hidden game. You a fan of uh, Panzer Dragoon Jez?
1: I never played it. Like I my friend from school was like huge on it, I remember. Um I need to message it at some point. See how we're doing. But I never played it myself. I played that oh man, what was that? Crimson something that launched on the Xbox One in twenty thirteen? Like Crimson, the Xbox One
0: Crimson Skies was it? No, uh, yeah, Crimson wasn't Dragon. That like, Crimson Dragon, yeah.
1: Was that by the same guys? Or some kind of like I spiritual? think it was
0: yeah, like a spiritual thing so
1: yeah i played that briefly i wasn't i didn't i wasn't mind blown by it but I was, i'm a big fan of stuff like Star Fox and that so i might give it a try at some point i'm really loving my switch lately actually i play my switch like a lot
0: did you so you saw that obviously with the pranzer dragoon announcement that element is talking about uh nintendo had like a mini direct yesterday
1: yeah that was epic i love i love nintendo just dropping them man
0: Okay, let me ask you something here, and maybe I'll 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 get some shit for this, but like, did any, were any of the announcements supposed to be cool? Whoa,
1: like whoa! Did you not see the Pokemon info they announced? Who,
0: you know, I don't care. So I'm watching, <laughs> and it's like, like Bioshock Bioshock collection, and XCOM collection, and Borderlands collection. I'm just like, okay, old games. It, um, yeah, but it's sure. like you
1: can play those. Portably now, isn't that cool?
0: And like, oh, like Xenoblade remastered, which yeah, the difference does look. It's like okay, it's old. Like I don't know. They, I never they, played
1: Xenoblade, so I was quite excited about that.
0: I I, I don't know. Like I'm watching. And granted, I'm not a Nintendo fan. You all know this. Let's
1: let's just face it. You're a hater, Rand.
0: No, I'm not. I like I'm Rand Al hater. That's, I'm not. That's I'm just. I I guess I just maybe I'm just. I'll just never be the Nintendo fan that other people are. Because, like, when I watch that, I'm just like. Like, when I watch Xbox shows and when I watch PlayStation shows, I get excited about stuff they show. Whether it's, you know, whether it's the new games that Microsoft's making or the third parties that show up on their stage. Same thing with PlayStation. Like, oh, new Spider Man, new God of War. That stuff looks really ridiculous. Ah, new Batman. Like, I get excited about all that. But when I watch a Nintendo Direct, Nothing ever really excites me. The only thing that really excited me that Nintendo showed recently was um, Bayonetta three because I like Bayonetta, and I was like, "Oh, Bayonetta three! Like, yeah, can't you know? I really want to play that." And then like, um, <laughs> you're gonna laugh, but honestly, that little splash screen for Metroid Prime four because I actually really like Metroid Prime. But like to everyth- laugh
1: at that. I love Metroid Prime. But
0: everything else, I, I everything else I see from them, I it, it, I just doesn't. I, do, I don't know. I, I just look at it and just that's it. And then everybody everybody around's like, "Oh my god, Bioshock Infinite, oh, mobile." I'm like, "What? Bioshock <laughs> Infinite, a game that came out in 2013?" I, it's like- it's more to do like with the the fact that you'll be able to play games that you
1: enjoy from like a different perspective i.e. portably and i guess like until xcloud's here that's still going to be a selling point and that's I, even if like xcloud ends up being that gray you know it might not it might be like total fail i mean it might not work yeah you
0: know? i mean i mean I, i'm not saying if you shouldn't be excited for it but but like or anybody in chat or whatever but i'm just saying for me i don't think i don't think there's anything nintendo can do to excite me with any of their announcements honestly like i watch the stuff and I just like even like trailers for like Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild it's just like okay it, it does I don't know man it just doesn't I ain't a do big anything Zelda for guy. Me. I ain't
1: a big Mario guy. I like, but honestly, like a lot of these games, I'll double dip on. Like I love Darkest Dungeon, for example. You know I love that game. I got that on Xbox. I got it on PC, and I got it on Switch because, as much as I like the potential of XCloud, it's not available to me yet. So like I play Darkest Dungeon on my switch when i don't have access to my xbox and it's kind of like i'll do i might do that with xcom as well i might double dip so it's it's on top of those games if you don't like some of their ip then fine it's kind of like me like i don't care about uncharted like uncharted will never sell me a playstation ever like i've got no interest in it but it's the same with like zelda i'm not a huge zelda guy but like pokemon and animal crossing i might get and obviously I like I love Metroid as well. So those are games that'll sell me. But not everyone has to like everything, you know. I know. And I guess you just don't like all the Nintendo IP. I just don't. I it just is, don't.
0: Is, I just I just don't. But you know there there was a game that came out this week that I really truly wanted to play in my bones, but I just couldn't. I had it in my cart and I couldn't pull the trigger. What is that? Half Life Alex. Like you have no idea, Jez. You have no idea. There's a new Half-Life game out, and I can't fucking play it.
1: You know, <laughs> well, why can't I- you play it? Just, just take some of your YouTube millions.
0: Yeah, my YouTube millions. And then, take if, a YouTube if, million, if, if, if I was something. a YouTube millionaire, it wouldn't be an issue. I'd already be playing it. But I cannot. <laughs> like, look, I. So my buddy James Shields. Shout out to you, James. I see you in the chat. He bought an oculus quest right because it k- briefly came back on gamestops uh, uh, where you could order it online and I was told about it because people know like that like oh my god half-life's coming so I had it in my cart and it was like 400 bucks and oculus I'm sitting quest there four hundred dollars yeah four hundred dollars and I'm just sitting there I'm just oh, like man. can I no. legit like buy this for one game legit spend $400 for one single game. Cause people are like, no, you'll, you'll do more games. You'll play beat saber and you'll play pistol whip and you'll play, you'll be in VR chat and all that stuff. And I'm like, no, I won't be. Trust me. Like, and I couldn't pull the trigger. I couldn't do it. Right. Well, it's
1: not worth it for one game.
0: But then I saw, like, I watched a little bit of Jacksepticeye play it and it's, so incredible, Jazz. I need to play that game so badly. It's not worth,
1: it's not worth it for one game. It's
0: man. probably better than any game Nintendo's ever made. It's probably better than any mm. Nintendo games made combined. Like, any of them. No. Yes.
1: Better, better than Pokemon? No. Uh,
0: definitely not, a million let's get, times better than Pokemon. Let's not,
1: let's not get crazy, Rand. You know, let's not get crazy here. But, I, I honestly, I would never buy a $400 system for one game. And also aren't like on the Oculus quest, aren't you like sacrificing resolution
0: to play? Yeah, like, and that's the other game? thing. And it's like, oh well you gotta get the other but the other ones are so expensive. Like the Valve Index is a thousand bucks. Thousand dollars. Thousand dollars? Yeah, the Valve Index. It's like oh my they're, God. they're trolling,
1: man. Like honestly, it's kind of annoying, right? Because I talked about this before, but I have the cheapest VR headset you can buy, the, the original HP WMR headset. And it's a horrible experience. Like it's the lenses get fogged up, it's uncomfortable, it hurts your skull, and it makes me feel sick. It's, like, literally the worst experience I could possibly imagine. And maybe that's just soured me to VR in general. But, like, I cannot envisage ever buying, a, like, a VR headset for one game.
0: Yeah, that's tough. It's, like, the same thing with, like, like even with PlayStation. It's, like, it's really hard to justify... You know, spending that amount of money for one game, but when it has a whole bunch, is a little bit easier. But yeah, I just wanted to mention that Half Life Alex. Like, I'm just, I see it, and and like, I, I, people are talking about the ending, and I, I haven't spoiled myself just on the, just on the case that I will eventually play it, but it kind of confirms Half Life Three at the end, which is gonna be oh my god when they announce Half Life Three, but of course Half Life Three is gonna be fucking VR only. God damn it! You think so? For sure, dude, for sure. Because when I was watching like jacksepticeye play that game that game's made for vr it would not work as just a regular game at all right? do you think
1: that'd be so mean as to make the next half-life like proper game vr only
0: would it be mean that feels like a
1: ma- like mean like it'd be a massive troll
0: I, it's gonna be half-life only and Z Black Riders to say hey, talk about the new hp ms valve collab yeah just you have any i guess that's a good segue about, about this, like, uh, like headset they're building together?
1: It's it's marketing. Like, marketing. They're, they're not really building it together. It's just the next HP VR headset. And they just want to market it and say, because it's it's annoying, I guess, from a marketing perspective. If they say, our headset is Windows Mixed Reality, and then people are kind of like, wait, does that mean it plays Steam games or not? So they've kind of just had to, like, bundle it with that branding just so they can be like, yeah, it runs steam VR and all that sort of stuff that you want. You know, I think that's more to do with it. It's, it's just the next HP headset. I think they've done, this, this will be the third one because right now I've got the first one and then they did a, then a next one. Um, the HP, I think it's called the reverb and this is like the reverb two or something. So it's, yeah, it's, it's not like a super duper partnership. It's just, it's just marketing, I think.
0: <laughs> right. Anyways, moving on from the VR stuff, because I know people get bored of that, but I just... God, there's a new Half-Life game out and I can't play it. I know Half-Life 3 is going to come out at some point, and I'm not going to be able think... to play that either. Fuck me.
1: Before we move on, do you think they'll bring that to PlayStation VR?
0: There's a good... Like, okay, the, not not PSVR 1. Like, they can't, right? PSVR, like, the, it's not powerful enough to run it. So there, there is a possibility that you know Half-Life Alyx comes to PSVR two. And if that's the mm. case, well, I'm gonna get a PS5. But then it's like how much is PSVR two gonna cost? And like I didn't really use PSVR one that much. So but I mean I guess if I had Half Life Alex and Half Life 3 to play, I maybe I would just get it for that. I don't know. You know, obviously mm. that's not years from now, but either way. Um <laughs> let's talk about something else here um xbox series x misinformation jez now (laughs) have you been seeing the back and forth on twitter going on social media about Uh, uh, i try
1: not i try not to but sometimes it gets retweeted in my feed and which i have to find a new load of people to block (laughs) stuff like that
0: look I, i i get on you know and i check my feed and i see stuff and it's just it's just like I don't know, like, the SSD for the PlayStation, which is super fast, right, versus, like, the GPU of the Series X and how the PlayStation is, like, super optimized, but, like, the Xbox Series X isn't optimized. So, like, PlayStation mm-hmm. 5 is going to be so much better. Like, all this misinformation, not not just surrounding the Series X, but also the PlayStation 5 from people who clearly don't know anything about what they're talking about at all mm-hmm. like there are people you can look to who know tech right but a lot of the people out there they'll be like don't know a teraflop from a flip-flop right <laughs> and i'm one of those people trust me like i'm not a person who knows what a teraflop's going to do or you know like what's it like why is it more important that you know series x is 12 and playstation has a boosted up to 10.3 or whatever like I couldn't explain any of that stuff, but every single day I get tagged in bullshit about why one is better than the other, or why this, or why like, well, so and so says this, so this this must mean this is better than that. Like, are we literally going to be in for like another, I don't know, six seven months of this bullshit jazz? Yeah. Because it because yep. it certainly yep. seems like it.
1: Yes, we are. <laughs>
0: You have nothing else <laughs> to even add besides, yes, we are.
1: Oh, well, what's there to add? Like, people are just getting their feelings about this stuff, right? Like, they're, they're emotional towards a brand. And when you're emotional towards something, you it's really easy to ignore facts, right? It's really easy to ignore facts. And if there's, like, some website which posts a lot of fake news, and there, there was a website recently which had an article up, I can't even remember what the website's called now, but it had like a really prominent article up that sounded like they knew what they were talking about when it comes to like tech and stuff. And people who don't know anything about tech, they'll be reading that and thinking, oh my God, it's true. The PlayStation is secretly more powerful than the the Xbox Series X. And then you get like some prominent journalists like saying the same thing because they'd heard that it is from sources, you know, and it's kind of like, it creates this sort of scenario where there are sort of people who are able to give you a way to manipulate your own feelings and come out feeling happier because you feel sensitive about something. Like, I've explained that in a roundabout sort of way, but do you know what I mean? People can trick themselves. Into thinking something that isn't true is true, and that's just the world we live in right I now. I mean,
0: of course. I mean, look at look at like uh, the virus and what we're sitting here and what like people say about it, you know. And I don't even want to mention like political stuff, but it's it's definitely true. Like people people believe any narrative they want, even when the truth or the facts are in the complete opposite position but it's funny because i remember like early, like late last year the talk was xbox series x is behind and i had known at the time that it wasn't because like a lot of, a lot of these people they don't have they don't have xbox sources you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i like i distinctly remember like oh xbox is behind schedule especially compared to playstation not really no You just don't really have any Xbox sources. You know? So, it's just funny. And then it's... Look. I don't know which which system is going to be the best. Because it's just specs on a piece of paper. Right? And you'll have people say one thing. You know, that, oh, this makes... This SSD's power. And, like, the way Cerny built the PlayStation 5 is going to run games better. Maybe maybe it will. Maybe Cerny's a goddamn certifiable genius and he shouldn't be working at Sony. He should be working somewhere else solving a lot of the world's issues, right? But then, like, you have the Xbox and then those same people that say the same thing about PlayStation will suddenly say, well, they... Like, wh- so is the Xbox not optimized? I, I don't get it. Like, But yeah, like, the Xbox has the GPU power. Does that mean the games will always run the best there? Maybe. I mean, probably... But, like, all we have is just specs on a sheet. So, we I, I want to see, like, real-world games. Like, I think Series X games will run better. um, And I think, like, the ray tracing will run run better on it or whatever. But you never know how developers code for any of these things. Like, even, like, the Resident Evil 3 demo that I played that was on screen runs like shit on the Xbox One X. Runs worse than the base Xbox One. Now, Xbox One X is a better machine than the PlayStation 4 Pro, the PlayStation 4, and the regular Xbox One. I think everybody can agree here. It is a better machine. But sometimes developers don't take full advantage of the power. Or sometimes they bite off more than they can chew. For instance, Resident Evil 3 demo, for whatever reason, they decided to push native 4K on it which they didn't try in Resident Evil 2, and they didn't try in Devil May Cry 5. Right? And because they tried to do that, for whatever reason they did, it tanks the frame rate. tanks the frame rate even worse than what it runs on Xbox One. But the PlayStation Mm. 4 Pro, developers knowing the limitations of that system, they cap it at a resolution of like, I don't know, I forget what it was, 1600p, 1400 or whatever. So it runs basically lock 60. So you have those situations situations there where real world, the developers are trying to push the resolution of series of Xbox one X. And it just, it seems like it's a worse system than the pro when it's not. And there's some, Uh there's, I know people will say like, Oh, the PlayStation four pro runs, you know, uh, Xbox or runs games better than the Xbox one X. That's not true at all. There's certain Mm -hmm. cases where it might be true, but if you took both systems and said, you need to run this game at 4K, I guarantee you, in pretty much 99% of those cases, the Xbox would be able to hold its frame rate better because it's a better machine, You're right? Yeah. Um, and how that plays out for next gen, I don't really know yet. We haven't seen any games running. Uh, I'm assuming that the Xbox Series X will run games better. Uh, but I don't think the PlayStation 5 is going to be any slouch. I just don't see... I just don't look at the SSD and think, well, that's going to solve every problem. And suddenly, like, that is going to... It legitimately won't. You know?
1: Like, it won't. It just flat out legitimately won't. And I'm like you. I'm not not a developer. But I speak to a lot of developers all the time, and I've spoke to them about the specs of both systems. And they're pretty much unanimous in their agreement that it's... (laughs) You're not going to magically get a better system just purely on the basis of an SSD. It's just not how it works. And like, I don't know what tech Sony's pushing to add, like, because Microsoft has like the Xbox Velocity thing where it can offload. They can offload some uh, some things that would typically run on the CPU. that can offload to the SSD and the GPU. They can offload that to the SSD and some calculations which frees up overhead for more graphic y stuff basically. That's what I understand. And they've also got like loads of tech uh texture compression technologies they're going to bake into this thing. Also at a hardware level and they've got like patented stuff that they're going to put in it that like comes as part of the package of DirectX 12 Ultimate and stuff like that. There's a lot of Aspects to this that go towards making a balanced system and you know, it's Just like anything if you want to If you want to believe something you can find a youtuber who will support your beliefs Mm. and they'll 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 talk about some magic and stuff that makes it sound better than it is. And you can be like, oh, so that's the truth. It's all this secret source stuff. And honestly, it happened with the Xbox One back in it 2013. sure did. When it the sure Xbox did. One, yeah. When the Xbox One was proven to be a worse system than the PlayStation 4, I had guys for like two years telling me that Xbox One had some secret source which was going to be, unleashed with a direct text update or something
0: dude and they dude, trust me i i remember all of that you know remember what they were it was uh this the you guys will in chat will will laugh about this uh the xbox one had a secret discrete gpu hidden in the power brick you remember <laughs> yeah right and that was gonna it was gonna get activated at some time in the future not only that but the power of the cloud was going to make games better. And it was just some marketing PR bullshit that they came up with because they couldn't talk about raw power because PlayStation had made a better system, right? And, like, honestly, um, last week was ridiculous. Like, I started seeing articles about how audio, how 3D audio was going to actually... Take away three teraflops of power from, from the series X that really uh you know the the PlayStation's equipped to use this because they have this dedicated audio chip but when when Xbox uses it uh it, it takes up three uh teraflops of power, so realistically the PlayStation is more powerful and I'm just like, what the fuck are you smoking <laughs> like are, w- the, number one, Xbox series X has a dedicated audio chip too, but even if it didn't. It takes up uh, Audio takes up that much Power <laughs> I'm like It's ridiculous But you know Here's here's what it reminded me of And I know some fans Won't like this So I'll listen to this Either listening to it now Listening to this later You know what it all sounds not Sounds to me like what? It sounds to me like Literally The Sony stuff All sounds like Power of the cloud bullshit Yeah like it it, it it it's just this like you know teraflops don't tell the whole story, right? That that was everything uh that we've been told, right? Teraflops don't tell the entire story. Fine, cool. I'm down with that, right? But it's funny because considering at the beginning of this generation, teraflops told the whole story. Hmm. Hmm And ten eighty p made you a better <laughs> gamer like it's so weird. <laughs> and it's beyond
1: teraflops man it's it's not only teraflops don't make you a better game it's ram and oh, cpu yeah. and everything you know it's, more it's not just teraflops anymore it's now it's the only thing you need is ssd what Here's, no
0: see these people have backed themselves into a corner because when lockhart gets announced whenever it does get announced right and that thing is has four teraflops I don't want to hear any of these people saying that teraflops don't have the don't tell the whole story to say a goddamn word, because they backed themselves in the corner, and you just got done saying teraflops don't matter. Well, Lockhart only has four, so I don't know, man. Like it- the thing is, right?
1: the The argument they should be making is that teraflops don't matter when it comes to making a product that's fun, because yeah, Nintendo Switch. Nintendo switch is probably going to end up winning this gen. And yeah, I would not be surprised if it does. And it's what 1.2 teraflops. So, you know, it's, it's not all about the teraflops.
0: Teraflops In, don't I mean shit. Like that's the whole, that's the whole thing. Like, I don't understand why people even talk. Yeah. Okay. One as the whatever, but like what really matters is the games. Like God of War, <laughs> like look at God of War, look what they did on the fuck the, the PlayStation. It doesn't really mean much. I just, I don't know. It's like you have you have the lesser you have the lesser powerful like system. Whatever, accept it. Like until a PS5 Pro comes out, probably in three years. Whatever, it's the less powerful system, just like Xbox One was. It's fun and it's like, fine. It's, fu- it's, it's perfectly fine. fine, fine. Either power- yeah, you're either gonna, it's pay gonna a-
1: have amazing games and the games are going to look great and they're going to load really fast yeah, <laughs> they are. they're going to load super fast but it doesn't matter that it's less powerful it really doesn't because sony has amazing games they have amazing games and that's all that really matters when it boils down to it like i wrote an editorial the other week at the end of the day all that matters is games that's that's what it boils down to this is all about gaming and sony has proven themselves consistently over the years to be a complete leader in that sort of category. So I don't know why these people are in their feelings. You Mm. don't have to be in your feelings because there's like, Sony's going to deliver. They're going to deliver and they're going to deliver big. Just like Nintendo's delivering big. And like, I believe Xbox is going to deliver big. Like Xbox is giving us the hardware and multi-plats will look better. Like cyberpunk will look best on Xbox one X, uh, Xbox series X. And you know, that's just the reality of it it's probably just going to be the case but then you'll have developers like capcom who probably don't prioritize the xbox where it -hmm. might not be the case and that's fine too like who cares
0: like they certainly as long as they play yeah
1: like honestly monster Hunter world play plays better on the playstation 4 pro as well
0: i don't know like I, i don't really think any of this stuff really matters like i've always said microsoft needed the power crown like the Microsoft needs as many advantages over Sony as they can possibly get. They need the price, and they need the power, and I th- they're going to have both because I think Series X is definitely more powerful, and that might come at a cost. And then Lockhart's definitely going to be way cheaper. And you know Microsoft is trying to, is putting together their reputation about the g- whole games thing. Uh, you know people want the big AAA experiences, which I think will you know they'll get revealed here soon enough. And it'll just be about content services and games as what should like the the hardware is the hardware, you know? Like especially if the PS4 PS5's four hundred bucks. Like if one's four hundred and the other's five hundred. It's like, well, you know which one's, you know, offering you more. But uh Katopsy says, Hey, uh, Rand, I hope Microsoft won't release a four teraflop Xbox in twenty, 2020, twenty twenty one. I want the baseline to be as high as possible. Or the PS5 being at ten teraflops, that is a good baseline in my book. Uh well, um, I hate to break it to you, but Lockhart's basically between 4 and 5. So, unless it gets cancelled last second, which I don't think it will. Um, I think it's, like, ever more important, especially now in this economic climate we're in, about a super cheap entry level in the next gen. Um, so, yeah, I don't think you're going to get your wish on that. Right, Jez?
1: Yeah, it's for, it's for Teraflops. That's what they're telling developers. Four Teraflops. And, like... You know like last year when I was talking about 12 teraflops I was like I was like I'm not sure I'm not sure I'm not sure cuz I I always like to be I always like to sort of cuz you never know until it's actually official but like the information I had about the Xbox Series X was rock solid it was 12 teraflops the clock speeds were all right the RAM was correct everything I had on that was correct so now because the the information I got about Anaconda is the same packet of information I got about Lockhart. I am now confident to say that yes, it is four teraflops because it all came from the same information. And if all the Anaconda stuff was right, all the Lockhart stuff was probably right. Yeah. And if it's not right, I'll be I'll be shocked because it'd be weird that half of it was right and half of it wasn't. Know what I mean?
0: Oh yeah, I know what you mean. And you're have you uh, given any second thought about your uh, your weird theory about uh, Lockhart being a Man, now you
1: said again. You, you're calling this a theory. It's not a theory. It's your theory.
0: It's not a theory. Yes. It's a
1: wild dream.
0: Ugh, a wild dream that's not based in reality. <laughs> yeah, it's a wild
1: dream that's not based in reality. That's exactly what it is.
0: Yeah, it's just gonna be. It's just gonna be a console. It's gonna be a regular old console, and you're gonna be. Do you you're think it's just like... gonna
1: be like? Do you think it's gonna be the same design? Like I think where it's, it's like a yeah, uh, th- cube? But I think cube? it's gonna
0: be a GameCube.
1: GameCube. Oh my think... God. That's kind of cool i
0: think it's going to be the same form factor but a lot smaller and maybe a different color to signify the difference but i think it's definitely going to be like you know this that same form factor size
1: given the economic downturn that's inevitably going to happen next uh, towards the end of this year it's probably like weirdly a good thing that they've got this coming
0: well it plays a bigger part now than more than ever i mean even xcloud plays a bigger part like the idea of like you can play games on the device that you own you don't really have to buy one or your PC. Yeah. I mean God, I mean I I hate even talking about it, and thinking about it like of how bad it is right now and like what if it gets even worse? You know like video games are a great hobby. It's like my favorite hobby in the world. Like I love jumping on the Xbox, playing games, hopping in party chats, talking to my friends. It's the best. But like yeah. I understand also that it's a form of entertainment it's def definitely something that not, not everybody can afford to do, but man, like if the way it keeps on going, like, <sighs> people won't have the money for it, but then there's Lockhart, yep. especially if both these consoles are five hundred six hundred dollars, if Microsoft can kind of get that Lockhart out there for three hundred and get like an entry level where it's like this is a ten eighty p machine or fourteen forty p 60 frame machine, and that's what it does because not everybody has a 4K television, so not everybody needs Xbox Series X. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe maybe that's a, a play. Then people might be like, you know what? I can't afford $500, $600 right now, but I certainly can afford $300. And with Game yeah. Pass, I don't necessarily have to buy any of these games at full price, you know, like Halo is going to be there day one like any of the forza games like any of the all of the microsoft games presumably some third-party ones so it's like you just buy the console and there's a whole bunch of games you'll be able to play through back and pat or new where you don't even have to spend any money so like that becomes even more important and and we've talked about like i guess moving on to the, the another subject was xbox live has been going through some shit recently right
1: it seems all like of Xbox it's- on the all of Microsoft is they've throttled OneDrive so it doesn't overload. They've like lowered the bitrate on on Mixer, I think, and stuff like that. Like not that Mixer's using a huge amount of bandwidth. <laughs> but you know, they all all companies are like throttling themselves. Like Sony announced that they're working with the EU to throttle downloads over PSN because is like a massive Uh, resource hog on bandwidth in in the eu because we don't have we don't have data caps here so like psn is like oh by the way all your data is gone now all your data belongs to us that's like psn in europe yeah like um, it it,
0: it, it, it's like every every time i log in there's like seems like there's a new thing with xbox something's down they put out a prp saying that they're seeing like unprecedented demand on xbox live Um, i've heard that's
1: that's pretty much the
0: case and do you think, I mean, I would assume, like, with everything that's going on right now, $10 Game Pass, Dollar Game Pass must be pretty popular, right?
1: Yep. I know I know quite a lot of people who've, like, jumped on the Game Pass train, especially on PC as well. Like, Game Pass on PC is driving, like, a surprisingly amazing effect that I never thought I would see happen. You know, the, you remember how, like, the Microsoft Store was, like, Well, it still is a bit of a joke, but do you remember how it was like a total joke a few years ago and it had like no content? Mm -hmm. But because of all all the devs putting their games into Game Pass for PC, it's actually starting to look fairly respectable now. Like there's like a lot of decent games in the Microsoft store that you can just buy at retail just because the devs have put their games into Game Pass. It's almost like Microsoft's like paying devs to join the Microsoft store. And I suppose the fact they've opened it up to win 32 helps a lot, but like it's weird, you know, but that's game pass. It's just amazing value. But honestly, part of me wonders like, is this sustainable value? Is it actually viable business? It almost feels too good to be true. A lot of the time.
0: Especially, I mean, do do you think people aren't spending money? Like you think people are using Xbox live and using game pass, but they aren't really spending money
1: well this is what I, this is what i wonder right because i wonder that like because game pass is you kind of like when you when you release services like game pass on xbox live you end up training people to change their behavior right so it's kind of like steam like there's there's that whole joke where where it's like oh i'll wait for a steam sale And, like, a lot of people don't wait for Steam sales. And we can see that from, you know, Steam's figures when a game launches and it's like, oh, but this game now has 100 bajillion concurrent players and stuff. A lot of people do by day one. But, like, you are training a lot of people as well to, like, wait for Steam sales and stuff like that. And I suppose um, in a different sort of way, a lot... Because this is a question I often get from people. is like, is this coming to Game Pass? When will it be in Game Pass and stuff like that? And I suppose for some people it's kind of like they're almost like switching, changing their behavior to line up with Game Pass and stuff. But I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing because people who have the money to buy the games outright, they'll continue to do so. And for people who maybe don't, this gives them a way to get access to those games and maybe Microsoft to monetize those players, whereas before they just wouldn't have been able to afford to do so. So... I do wonder about the long-term viability of it. And, you know, I always read these these things like Spotify has never made any money. YouTube barely breaks even. Twitch doesn't make any money, yeah. Twitch doesn't make any money because the bandwidth costs outstrip the... The bandwidth cost outstrip the, uh, the value they get in return. And a lot of these... A lot of these plays are like they're long-term plays and people are like, they're just sort of hoping that one day, maybe they will make some money a lot of the time, but it's kind of like, will they though? (laughs) We always hear from artists and stuff that Spotify doesn't pay out enough money. And there's already been like people criticizing game pass saying like, it's going to become a race to the bottom. And like some developers will sell themselves short and that'll drive down the value of games and stuff like that. And because, a lot of those deals are like, they're under NDA, right? So you, you don't know how much developers are getting paid. And each developer is getting paid a different amount. So developers are kind of, it's kind of putting like a dollar value on how much your game is worth to you even. It's complicated, you know. Um, it's, it's interesting to watch how Game Pass is changing things. Kind of like Xbox Live before it, right? Well,
0: now there's now there's more competition in that space. Like, PS now seems to be actually kind of competing more. They're they're starting to get bigger titles on there. Control went on there first. When Phil, remember when Phil had said, "Oh, Control's going to be on Game Pass," and it didn't. But now they slashed the price. of PlayStation now it's ten bucks. They added the downloads, which they didn't have originally when Game Pass came around. So now you have more competition in that space. Like even XCloud has competition uh, among you know like Google Stadia, which you'll laugh and everybody laughs. Google Stadia is a joke. But will it always be a joke? I, I don't know. Like I don't think you can really judge it till the free tier's out and they have their own studios. But like GeForce Now is a competitor in that area so yeah. uh, th- there's a lot of competition and like sh- the one thing that kind of separates xbox game pass from playstation now right now is microsoft's willingness to basically put their own games day one into the service and yeah. get a lot of games launching day one playstation hasn't really taken that step yet so Do you think that will i think I think they will eventually, yes. Like, I think at some point next gen, I think PlayStation offers all of their titles in, in, in uh, PS Now subscription day one. I don't think it happens anytime mm-hmm. soon, though. I still think we're probably four years, five years away from that happening. But I think they do. Like, I think everything's so... I, I've i said this before, but I think Sony is about a generation behind what Microsoft has done this gen. And what I mean by that is being on PC and having their games day one in a subscription service. I think next-gen, they'll branch out a lot more to PC. You're seeing Horizon Zero Dawn be on there, uh, Predator game being on there. I do think you'll start seeing more PlayStation games go to PC, like the older ones. And then I think you'll start seeing like um, the newer ones head to PC maybe two years after they're released, and then the, uh-huh. that time gap will shrink in. But I do think at some point, the time difference between when they go to PlayStation now will slowly condense until it's at the point where they're in the subscription day one. I, I think it's all kind of leading to that area. Um, mm. But I, 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 that's that's what I think is going to happen. Um, but like the other, the other thing I found really interesting today was that both Microsoft and Sony put out statements about uh, monitoring studios and and delays because of the virus. Did you find that timing weird or was it just me?
1: Hmm, weird why?
0: Weird that they both did it the same day. Hmm. Because, anyways, so basically, Matt Booty came out and said, hey, we know that gaming connects people during times of social distancing, and we are committed to delivering the highest quality Xbox Game Studio games for our global community of players. At the same time, the health and safety of our Xbox Game Studio development teams is our top priority. Each studio is facing unique challenges and constraints depending on its particular location. And many of our external development partners around the world are similarly affected. So they're talking about their own studios and the second parties that they work with, right? We are supporting Mm -hmm. our studio leaders to make the right decisions for their teams and their individual games during this challenging time. And then Sony basically came out and said the same thing that they're carefully monitoring the risk of delays to first and third-party PlayStation games, you know, caused by the disruption of the virus, and that uh, both PlayStation and, and Microsoft said that, um, you know, they 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 don't think it'll affect uh, the the plans for Xbox Series X or PlayStation Five at the end of the year. I just thought it was really interesting that they both came out and pretty much said literally the same thing right because
1: they probably talk you know they're probably like you know let's put on a coordinated you know let's make coordinated expectations on this because we're both we're both in the same boat you know then maybe they did coordinate on that but it's like it's not a shocker right like i've heard i've heard from lots of studios first party and third party that you know they're sort of they call it development velocity sort of slowing down because of Working from home policies and stuff like some studios <clears throat> are sell for that already like moon studios, for example, they all work from home but a lot of studios aren't, and their culture isn't a work from home culture and uh, People just work and behave differently when they're working from home, right? Yeah, so It's gonna affect everyone. It's gonna affect the whole industry. It's not just gonna be sort of like Oh, you know this is uh this is only a Microsoft thing. This is going to be everyone's going to be affected by this. I think.
0: Right. Well, I gotta give a shout out to Dead Captain James. He uh said like a while back, and I must have missed it that the Wii U had tons of exclusives. And look at that. And then um what else we got here? We have uh, Game Genie Prime says, will all Xbox exclusives go straight to Game Pass? Yes. Uh, they've been uh they recommitted to that recently. Basically, all Xbox games will go in the Game Pass. So. So, the
1: exception though, the exception is um some of the older games like Forza is it Motorsport 7 cuz there's some like weird licensing, licensing deals issues. with some of some well, of the some of the I music I expect
0: I ex- well I would say they said all future ones like I don't expect the older Forza games to come in there but like I expect like Forza Motorsport 8 and then hmm. you know uh Forza whatever what is what's the other one like Forza Forza Horizon 5 will be there, right? Um, So, I do think it's interesting they both came out with this. I do think it's really going to affect a lot of games. Like We already know Minecraft and Mojang said, like "Eh, they're not sure if they're going to meet April deadline for that game. Uh, Square said, hey, we're still launching Final Fantasy Remake on the 10th, although physical discs may be delayed. You may not be able to get them, but you can still get the game digitally. I would not be shocked if for instance last of us 2 gets delayed again or if ghost of shima gets delayed or if something that was planned for xbox series x launch like a forza gets delayed until the following year basically anything on the table from after april i think is is not is basically on the table for getting delayed because i agree like any like a lot of these big studios just except aren't,
1: for cyberpunk
0: well, I mean, I think cyber,
1: if, I think cyberpunk w- will land. I do think,
0: you know, you, I mean, it, it's that the, the, they said they're, they're trying, but you never mm. know what's going to happen. And I I, guess. here's the thing. I think, I think Sony and Microsoft can, can get the consoles ready. Like I think China will come back. The supply lines will be ready. They won't have an issue with making the enough consoles for the launch. The issue that they're going to face is two things. Is it going to... uh, uh, The issue basically is going to be... Will there be new games to launch with it? And two, will there be a market for it? Right? That's basically the two things demand. Like, because if you have to delay Halo... Like, hypothetically... Halo Infinite. Not ready to launch. I
1: honestly think Halo Infinite's going to get delayed.
0: I think Halo Infinite's going to get delayed too. But let's just say... Let's just say Halo Infinite gets delayed. If you're Microsoft and you've been talking about how you're going to launch Xbox Series X with Halo Infinite, and if Halo Infinite gets delayed, do you have to delay the console, or do you release the console? The console will
1: not get delayed.
0: You 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 don't think the console will get delayed?
1: No, because the, those those assembly lines and those those retail deals they're already in place. They can't just they can't just delay hardware. It's, it just doesn't happen. So I think like. They'll release it, but it's going to be like... They're going to emphasize maybe enhanced games, Gears of War maybe, stuff like that. Um, you know, games that run better. Maybe. Maybe they are like... There'll be a bunch of games that they can just sort of unlock higher frame rates on and stuff like that. Maybe. But it's it's going to be a more anemic launch for sure if there's no Halo Infinite, right? But it's I'm- it's at the same time. It's kind of like, is Halo Infinite really like so graphically shocking that you need an x for it it's not like half-life alex which you need hardware for this it's a very different gen because again we come back to this whole this whole thing of there's not going to be any exclusives anyway
0: well true but i i also think and it's not just halo like it's all the other games that would essentially be launching with the console it's not just halo It's a new Batman, it's a new Assassin's Creed, it's new this and new that and new whatever because we, there's a reason we don't know any of the games launching with the consoles at the end of the year and there's a good possibility that a lot of those games may not launch so are PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X gonna launch because I think the systems will be ready but will the games be ready? And are Sony and Microsoft going to launch them without any support for any new games? And if just just backwards compat machines, that's kind of like what I'm asking you. Like, yeah, sure, Halo, Xbox, you know, Halo Infinite may not be like super graphically impressive, even though I think it will, especially with ray tracing. But if it doesn't, if they don't have a lot of new games to go along with it, what's the point of the new console? You right? It's problematic.
1: It's definitely problematic because not only are people going to be saving their money because of the economic downturn, but they're also going to be like less compelled to buy it because there won't be any showcase title. There won't be any Halo Infinite with amazing 4K ray tracing or whatever. There won't be any of that. So it's kind of like, it is a problem. Even if they do, I agree with you. If they, even if they get the hardware out, there's going to be like, without games to showcase on it. It's going to be a problem, which is why I've, I've got a feeling they're hoping that they can lean on third parties like um, Cyberpunk, for example.
0: Yeah. But, uh, Binyabic in the Super Chat says, idea at X release date, Digital Foundry said six months, rumors September. So I th- we've talked about this in the, on the podcast before, right, Jez? Yeah. That we both thought Series X was going to come out in September time. I mean, do you, do, you, do you still kind of... I don't think that's going to happen anymore. Like, for a while there, before the virus kind of got rolling, I was pretty sure Series X was going to come out in September. But It's
1: still my I think.
0: It still could, I guess. I mean, especially if, like, Cyberpunk has that uh, enhancement out. And like, Dying Light Two comes out then, because a bunch of games did get delayed till September. So I guess it's possible Mm. it still could maybe like a limited launch, and then maybe like Lockhart can come out later in the year. Yeah. But like with everything going on right now, it's like I'm not so sure anymore. Like I don't know if did anybody think last year December or even in January like it would we would be dealing with what we're dealing with today on March 27th. Mm. Cause I sure as I sure as hell didn't. Like I didn't take this. I didn't take this seriously until probably about I don't know what, twenty days ago, three weeks ago, basically.
1: Yeah. Like, like I. I, I it was really funny. I saw like there was a guy from uh, I think Vox Media tweeting today. I I ignore everything tech press say about uh coronavirus, but Vox Media put out an article like two just two weeks ago saying, "Is this going to be a deadly pandemic?" No. <laughs> And it's like, oh, that 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 headline aged pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. No nobody saw this coming. Nobody saw this coming. And like, even when it started rolling, it was just like it just kinda reminded me of all those other times that China's had like an outbreak because of like weird food and well quote unquote food. And um, and then you've got like cuz this feels like it happens every now and then right like what was the what was the last one h1n1 I mean, I don't know. like h1n1 and swine flu and
0: then like and yeah
1: mad
0: Brit- cow disease Br- britain, too.
1: And- britain too britain too you have like mad cow disease happen in britain and then there was that whole foot like, and mouth flu. thing avian flu yeah like there's a bu- there've been a bunch of them over the years like britain's had them too with um with the farmers and stuff but and then it's kind of like well this is probably not going to be that big of a deal. And people are probably panicking. It's, I of no, for no reason, but then shit got real, really quickly.
0: Yeah, it did. So shout out to Adam and the super chase he says, we don't know what this virus will do. To be honest, nobody knows if it will come back by launch time this year as well. So we can't say anything for sure anymore. And that's why Microsoft and Sony both put out these statements like, Hey, you know, we're facing these challenges and, even in the Nintendo direct I mentioned earlier, they opened up the direct talking about COVID-19 and that some mm. of those release dates may not stick. Right? So yeah. I'm just saying like, don't be, don't be shocked. If any of these games after final fantasy seven remake or gears, tactics are suddenly delayed one month, two months, three months, four months, five months. Don't be shocked. If halo is delayed, you know, don't be shocked. If any of these games get delayed, I, I you know, it's one thing for, like, Moon Studios, who is a, a studio built upon working remotely to get stuff done. But, like, a studio like Naughty Dog or a 343, they're not built to work from home for extended periods of time. They're not built to have everybody work from home. They just don't have yeah. the pipeline for it. Uh, and yeah. nobody knows how long they're going to be working from home. So, yeah. Um, Another big kind of news, right? Big... Big kind of news that I thought is is going to have a big impact, uh, not only on Xbox and PlayStation getting second getting deals, um, mm-hmm. is Epic now becoming a full time publisher.
1: That um, was that was an interesting announcement. It was it like I didn't expect, but at the same time makes total sense. But
0: not only how it's going to affect Xbox and PlayStation, because presumably we Xbox and PlayStation still get the games. But it might change game licensing deals. Did you see the terms that Epic is basically saying? No. That they're offering. So they announced. So Epic is a now is now published is publishing a bunch of games. The three games that they announced, or the three studios that they're working with, are Remedy, which Remedy announced that they have a big AAA production that they're working on, and then a smaller one in the same universe. And they're also working with. Playdad, who are the makers of Limbo and Inside, and they're Mm. working with the makers of The Last Guardian. Right? And they said they'll have more announcements for more studios later. Now the big takeaway from all this is that the like the deals, like the terms of the deals, like if you if you follow like a bunch of industry people on Twitter, they're like, This could change like this is such a good deal. Number one, the studios get to retain the IP license and have full creative control, Jez. Mm -hmm. of anything they make so usually when you publish with xbox or playstation xbox or playstation want the ip and you don't always get full creative control right yeah the other thing is that um they fully pay for the entirety of the game including marketing and all that stuff so the game is paid for by them and then once epic gets their money back it's a 50 50 revenue split from the money made from the game
1: that's like that's pretty amazing like yes (laughs) and if you you, like people flame people flame epic because their aggression with the epic game store but that is a super generous deal
0: yeah i gotta answer honestly
1: i if it if it boosts creativity then great you know
0: so, uh, Gaming Addict, shout out to you, buddy. He says, Halo delayed? Does Xbox Series X get delayed too or reversed? We already answered it, but I'll go over it again. Jez doesn't think so. Jez says he thinks that if Halo gets delayed, but the console, the console's still coming out. So I kind of agree with him on that one because you can't, you can't delay your system and then have Sony not delay their system because that just puts you right behind the eight ball and while we all know Halo is the biggest franchise that Microsoft has, if it's not ready, it's not ready, and you can't because if you delay it from November when do you when do you launch the new system March do you wait a year it it's tough to really choose, so no I don't think I think if Halo gets delayed I think until the console comes out. I think the only mm. re- only way the console gets delayed is if they literally can't make them and have them ready for November. But they'll they'll keep on saying, yeah. "Hey, this isn't going to affect uh, the 2020 launch until it literally affects it." Because once you say it's delayed to 2021, you can't say it's not delayed. You know, you can't take it back. So um hope that hopefully that answers your question. Now, this epic thing. So the terms the studios get the IP and the creative license uh, to do whatever they want. Epic pays for it all. And then when Epic gets their money back, it's a 50-50 split. And if you actually follow a bunch of game industry accounts, they're like, yo, this deal is ridiculous. Because a lot of deals aren't structured like that. So now we've seen Epic kind of push like the normal conventions Of the game industry. When they kind of went to war against Steam. You know buying exclusives. For their PC storefront. And giving developers a better cut. Right. Steam for a long time was taking 30%. From every transaction. Epic comes Mm. along. Using their Fortnite billions. And was like no no no. We'll take 12%. We'll give developers 88%. And a bunch of developers went with them. Blah 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 blah. Now you have them actually being a publishing arm releasing games on xbox because remedy said they're releasing on xbox series x playstation 5 and pc presumably just gonna be this the epic game store um so oh god what was what was the point i was gonna make i was actually (laughs) god i lost what was i saying jez help me help me out here what was i saying i lost my train of thought
1: you're talking about Epic, how Epic Games is doing Oh, like, oh okay
0: so, so now you have these deals that these second parties make Where they get to have the IP Where Epic pays for everything Where they get a 50-50 fl- split And now when you have Xbox and Playstation Looking for second parties To do deals with for games Some of those hmm. people Might not go with Epic Take for example, Moon Studios They, they did Ori 1 and Ori 2 with Microsoft it Was a big success They've already talked about their third game, which is a it, it's a AAA action RPG in the vein of Zelda and Dark Souls. They haven't announced a publisher yet, but they have said that uh, Thomas Mahler has said that they retain the IP for this new game. Now, I don't think their new game is published by Microsoft. And no. I was trying to think, who would fund a AAA action RPG from the Ori guys and still let them have the IP? And I was like, ah, man, maybe EA, but it would be an indie thing. They wouldn't give them a huge budget. It didn't really click until I saw this today, and now I'm I'm not a hundred percent certain, but I'm pretty certain that Moon Studios' next game is going to be published by Epic.
1: So, but it's weird though, because why wouldn't why haven't they announced it?
0: Be, well, they they announced the three now, and maybe they have some deal with considering that Microsoft just released Ori that. You know they don't want to talk about their like next game yet. Yeah, so maybe they announce yeah. it later or whatever. I don't. Yeah. I, I kind of view it as like this is like Remedy. Remember there was those rumors that Remedy was do was about to get bought by Sony. Not about to get bought by Sony. They had been bought by Sony for months. You remember that rumor, Jez? Yeah. Did we know, had talk? Remember. Like there was some. There was PlayStation insiders saying that Sony had bought them months ago. And that they were and it's like, are you really this stupid? Because we, we talked about it and said Remedy is a publicly traded company. In uh Finland or whatever they are. Like yeah. they couldn't do that. But still, these PlayStation Insiders who are have the the honest to God worst track record you could ever possibly fucking <laughs> imagine. <laughs> they literally wrong about everything about PlayStation this whole like not only like Silent Hill remember the Silent Hill Metal Gear rumors that we were talking about last week oh, Konami God. came out and said nope definitely not selling the IP to Sony <laughs> Um. so basically I look at like Remedy is like a studio that had done deals with Microsoft we're probably looking to do a deal with somebody like these are deals that maybe Sony and Microsoft could have done second party but now you have Epic out there giving what would probably be you know a better deal than Sony or Microsoft is going to give anybody and now like the the pool of studios to make deals with is just lessened now you know what i mean yeah so i, I think, I think
1: like, that <clears throat> go ahead. microsoft i do think microsoft needs to revise in light of this, Microsoft should probably revise how they do business because I honestly feel like a lot of the companies that Microsoft's done second party deals with, there always feels like there's this weird, bad blood after the fact. And like, people will always say like, nah, it's just like, like the people who are affected by it, they'll say it's just rumors or, you know, console war stuff or whatever. But I honestly feel like sometimes like, like remedy for example like they they were like they were all about working with microsoft before and and now like you see like little digs on twitter here and there from some of their employees and stuff like that and it just feels like there's there's like bad blood there now and i i wouldn't be surprised if like we see other developers criticize microsoft that have worked with them in, you know in the past like we we never saw crytech work with microsoft again after rise we never you know we might not see Moon Studios where Microsoft ever again after Ori, you know, especially in light of this new deal. So, Insomniac, I don't know. I, I often, I often want, yeah, Insomniac too. I wonder what goes on behind closed doors sometimes with the publishing stuff.
0: Yeah, Remedy, like you know, uh, they worked with Remedy for two games, and uh, I mean, I, I know, I'm sure they're amicable, like I, yeah. But you are right. There, there is something there that I do think is like, well, maybe, yeah, like Crytek. Like, Crytek really hasn't done anything since Rise. I mean, I like think Plat- they put out the Hunt Showdown or whatever. So, um, but yeah, but a look lot at of Platinum.
1: Like, there was obviously, mm-hmm. s- obviously, something went down with Platinum. Yeah,
0: obviously, something did. But we'll like, never
1: know the full story about what happened there.
0: But it definitely sounds like this whole epic thing is like b- big for developers. And obviously, you're probably going to have to be like a big time developer to get this. So, like, Playdad, who did Inside and Limbo, probably two of the like more revered indie games. Like, of course, their next game is going to be ridiculous, right? Remedy, yeah. which they said so their one is a full AAA game and the other one's a smaller game. set. I hope. And let me let, let me tell you about this story, Jez. Okay, because this one got oh god damn. So oh, what? Huh? <laughs> Shinobi. So my buddy Shinobi tweeted out uh, this information about Remedy, right? And um, I re- I re- replied with the gif of Mr. Mr. Scratchy from Alan Wake's American Nightmare smiling at the camera. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Do you, do, yeah. you, do you know what I'm yeah, talking about? You do you know the gif? Yeah. Okay, right? Because I want Alan Wake to come back. Because I think the big AAA game that they're working on is Alan Wake 2. And the smaller game they're working on is a a sequel to Control or something Control related. So I reply to his tweet with a reaction GIF of something Alan Wake related, right? And this PlayStation guy says to me, so they're not making exclusives for Microsoft anymore? Asking for a robot friend. And I said, hey, wasn't that pretty clear after Control was (laughs) multi-platform? So he goes, exactly. So why are you happy about this if there's nothing new? Were you worried about the rumors of them getting bought by Sony? Most probably, most probably, right? <laughs> so, I, so, I, so I said to him, worried about fake rumors from PlayStation insiders? I happen to like Remedy Games a lot, and I hope Alan Wake 2 comes back. So you go. So then he says, well, that's what your reaction shows. And right, all these responses are like within a minute <laughs> of each other. So I go, my GIF reaction, lol? I'm like, you do know that that is a scene from Alan Wake's American Nightmare, right? Did you play it? The guy never responded. (laughs) (laughs) So he thought Um, that I was happy that Sony didn't buy them. When in reality, he never even played any of those games to know that there was an Alan Wake gif and I was hoping Alan Wake was coming back. That's the type of shit sometimes I deal with on Twitter. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: People in their feelings, man. We talk
0: about it. It's People like, I, and, it, it, so and if Remedy was bought by Sony, so what? I'm getting a PlayStation regardless. I don't know. Like, there's this whole like divide. Like, you can, you can, you you either can like Xbox and not like PlayStation, or you you can like PlayStation but you can't like Xbox. Like, it's it's
1: it's on everything, man. Like, I get, I had a PC gamer on my on my mentions the other day, and it was like. I can't remember what I tweeted now it was it was either something about cyberpunk or something and he was like Oh, why would you get this on Xbox blah blah blah, blah. And, I, and I was just like, "What are you gonna buy me a PC? And then the guy was like, ah oh, stop pretending like Xbox is gonna be more powerful or anywhere good as a PC have better games blah blah blah, blah and all this it's like I didn't even say anything to the guy and he's just like Going off on one about how my choice somehow impacts his emotions. It's just so weird how people get about this stuff, man.
0: Yeah, it's like Insomniacs, great developer. Was I hurt because Sony bought them? No, I'm gonna enjoy the games they make on PlayStation. If Remedy was bought by Sony, it would be the same thing. Like I don't get it. But we do have a super chat from Darth Paxton. He says, Love the show. A related question: which realistic studios would you like to see Xbox work with as an Xbox? Game studio, global publishing partner. Now, I guess that's a really nice question that dovetails into the epic discussion.
1: Um, Realistic, as in photorealistic games?
0: Realistic studios. Oh, you mean
1: like studios that would realistically... Yeah, not like, well,
0: Rockstar North, right? Uh, So, realistic studios that we would like to see Xbox work with. Hmm. Hmm. That is a good question. That is a good question. Honestly, I would love to see Xbox work with Crytek again.
1: I would like to see a Rise too. I thought Rise had tons of potential. You know what Rise reminds me of? What? It kind of reminds me of like the potential that Hellblade had. Like I know like Hellblade is like probably a better game in general. But they were both they were both similar in the sense that they explored Rarely explored things in gaming, like there aren't that many faux realistic Rome games out there, which I really liked. And also, there were the graph the graphics were amazing. They were like the best graphics of the gen for like years after after it came out. And I always thought that that IP had like loads of potential. If it because originally it was supposed to be some sort of weird connect game, and if that was made from day one to be something more God of Warish, I think it would have been a lot more well received. It feels like they're pivoted quite close to the end. Because it's still a lot of those Connect stuff in it. Like you could use Connect to like command the troops and stuff, which was just weird. And then you could you could either like get up and waggle your arms or just press X. Like what am I gonna do? You know?
0: You know, um I'm gonna say uh Ready at Dawn is a studio. What did they make again? Well so Ready at Dawn made Uh, The Order 1886 uh, on the PlayStation 4, which is a game I really enjoyed. They also made some other game that I forget. Uh, They haven't announced their next project yet. But if we're talking about studios that are independent, because obviously it would have to be, Crytek's independent. I would like to see Microsoft work with them again. Ready at Dawn. I don't think they'll work with Sony again. I heard there's a lot of bad blood between them. So, I would like to see Microsoft work with them. I would have liked to have seen Microsoft work with Sobo. Like, I know Sobo's working with Microsoft on, on Flight Sim, but I mean in, like, a game of the caliber of uh, Plague's Tale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, how, like... You know, honestly, thinking about it, like, Microsoft, if you had asked me this in 2017, I would have been like, Ninja Theory... But then Microsoft went out and actually acquired Ninja Theory and I probably would have said Obsidian and then Microsoft went out and (laughs) got Obsidian. So two of the studios I would have said Microsoft already acquired.
1: There's no reason why they couldn't work with a bigger publisher on an exclusive if the money was there. But I guess that's that falls into the realm of unrealistic.
0: Well, yeah, Um, like some people say CD Projekt Red or Bethesda or EA I mean like though to me those are kind of like unrealistic uh for I would Xbox like to global see, publishing
1: yeah um,
0: I'd like Land. to see Microsoft
1: work with like I really like Age of Empires as an RTS as a casual RTS player but I'm more of a 4X strategy guy. I'd love to see Microsoft work with Paradox on an Age of Empires themed 4X strategy game maybe. You know, like they they've they've tapped Relic to do age of empires like if if uh, paradox made like the uh the 4x version i'd be totally down with that that'd be awesome
0: yeah so um let's see with with oh and the other thing i wanted to mention was that i don't know if you saw but apparently they data mined the new modern warfare update and uh it's basically confirmed modern warfare 2 campaign It's coming soon like the, the yeah. artwork and everything is in there yeah Like that's pretty crazy. That so? Do you think they're going to launch Modern Warfare Two Campaign Remastered within Modern Warfare as like as like an add on that you are going to have to buy for like fifty or sixty bucks?
1: That'd be interesting. I still haven't played Modern Warfare's
0: campaign. Uh, I mean, kind of sad. I I I like Modern Warfare's campaign a lot, and I'll I'll buy Modern Warfare Two Campaign. Have you tried Warzone? No, I I see. Okay. I always got to explain this to people. So, you remember uh, like a month ago when I told you my 8 terabyte hard drive died? Uh-huh. I had all my games on there. I had like oh, 3 terabytes of games on there. And it died. And I only right. had like 10 games on my SSD. And Call of Duty was not one of them. Call of Duty was on my, my uh, 8 terabytes. Because what I do is basically when I'm playing a game or I'm about to play the game, I transfer it from the 8-terabyte external to the SSD. And then Mm -hmm. when I'm done, I transfer it back. Well, Call of Duty Modern Warfare was on the 8-terabyte hub, and it died. So I just never re-downloaded it. (laughs) So I only... uh, So I have 2,000 games I could play. I own, like, 2,000 games on Xbox. But I only currently have 50 games downloaded right now. Right. Because, like, I have the one terabyte SSD, and then I have another four terabyte, but, like, there are some games, like, I just, I've already, I've beaten, I completed, that I'll never play again, so it's like, I don't want to download another, like, I didn't want to re-download all that data. Even even though I don't have a data cap anymore, like, before it was an issue, before I upgraded my internet, I had a data cap of a terabyte a month, and we upgraded and i no longer have a data cap so that's not an issue i just didn't want to redownload all those all those things so no i didn't i haven't played warzone people tell me i would love it that it's like really really good but um i i just i just can't i don't know i mean i guess i could maybe i will a jd gamer asks, say hey any idea who the 16th xbox game studio is so there was that thing uh the other day, last week, wasn't there a Jazz, where they
1: um they basically said it was a slip of the tongue or confusion or something. Yeah, I don't so- think I don't think it was any. Do you believe him? I believe him. I don't think there's a sixteenth studio. So do you Could think? Do you
0: think it's possible that by sixteenth he really kind of meant just Playground's other studio? Like, because fifteen mm-hmm. studios, including Playground, but Playground has an actual second studio.
1: I think he just maybe misspoke and also microsoft has a bunch of internal mini studios that bounce around and handle different things i don't know
0: yeah so Is the
1: casual studio included in that 15? i don't know
0: here's the thing i don't really think there's a secret triple a xbox studio hidden that microsoft hasn't announced yet you know I, I i think the guy just misspoke now that's not saying that they can't you know come come together on a deal with with the studio you know and now, or in a few months, but I don't—I don't think there's like a, a secret 16th studio. Um, personally, I think he was probably thinking of because when when you look at the studios, all of them are one studio except for Playground. Playground literally has two studios, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which three four three doesn't, Coalition doesn't, uh, Turn Ten doesn't. Mojang doesn't, Obsidian doesn't, Ninja Theory. Like, th- none of the Xbox Studios actually have two studios. They have multiple teams, but the only one who actually has two studios is Playground. So it's possible. I don't know, and then there's the World End one. Was the World's End part of the 15?
1: World's Edge. World's I Edge or
0: whatever, the the studio that's doing the Age of Empire stuff.
1: I have no idea.
0: Anyways, JD Gamer also says, uh, Hey, who's the largest studio that Microsoft would acquire? Mm, The largest. I mean, the largest they've acquired recently is probably Playground. Yes. Uh, Are you asking us if we think um, they're going to acquire somebody bigger? Mm, Who'd be bigger? It'd be Bethesda? CD Projekt Red. I, I, but...
1: I have heard that Microsoft has gunned to acquire publishers the size of, you know, the size. I'm not saying they've gunned for Sega, but I'm saying the size of like Sega. I've heard Microsoft's gunned for publishers, and um, but those kind of deals are super complicated. If you can't just some sometimes you just can't throw enough money at something to make it happen. There's logistical issues all sorts of things that make it more complicated and acquiring studios is like Microsoft often acquires companies and, but they they often just do one thing like GitHub is a massive company, but they just do one thing. And you know, it's, it's not super complicated to acquire a startup, but when you're acquired, acquiring a publisher in the entertainment sector, it's, it's not so simple. So I don't know. And also like that when you start acquiring bigger companies, that's when like regulators start getting involved as well. And it starts getting a bit weird. So I don't know. I don't think we'll see them acquire any big publishers like, you know, Bethesda and stuff.
0: Yeah. Who knows,
1: man? Crazy thing. Crazy things have happened.
0: Yeah. You know what? Uh, That'd be a good place to uh, end the show. We're over two hours, but if you want to ask us a question, Uh, You can do so. Hit us up while we do these outros. Thanks for everybody for being here. Uh, Me and Jez really appreciate it. Make sure you hit the like, subscribe button if you haven't already. Shout out to everybody listening to this later on Google Play and iTunes and uh, Spotify, which Jez, didn't you say we're like the, what was the ranking on uh, the Leisure podcast for iTunes or something? We were We're like
1: rank 125 on Leisure podcasts on iTunes.
0: 125th no, I
1: have, <laughs> I, i've got a feeling we're in the wrong category
0: probably but i don't know
1: but i don't have an iphone to check so
0: i do have an iphone but i haven't checked
1: yeah because you're lazy. lazy i know
0: man. i know right yeah. I, I am lazy so uh let's see we got Get any questions, questions then. got some questions okay. um let's see here uh well so far there are no questions, Jazz. Nobody nobody wants to know oh, anything. Man. Nobody wants to know the secrets that are in our head. <laughs> <laughs> Monty wants to know how many rolls of toilet paper are you hoarding, Rand? Uh, I don't know. I think I have like 15 or something. So I'm pretty I have good. Nine.
1: I have nine times three. What's that? 27.
0: 27.
1: 27. I have 27 rolls of toilet paper.
0: 27 on. rolls. You're good. You're good for a bit. Virgil wants to know, I'm hey, I'm Rand... Good would you rather play Animal Crossing or the Pokemon add-on for charity? Neither.
1: Ooh, that's a good question. No,
0: no, it's not happening. None.
1: No, no, you gotta answer <laughs> no, no, one. Which
0: one. Not happening.
1: Come on, man.
0: I mean, I don't know. Pokemon, somebody could just give me all the good stuff and probably beat it super fast. So probably But the Pokemon. thing is, you, you, don't,
1: you don't beat Animal Crossing.
0: I know, that's the thing, so you you'd have to it. you know <laughs> you live in the game. Nine Lives uh, wants to know: Hey, will there be an event before the E3 Direct? Yes. Well, so Microsoft said there's going to be a digital event in place of their E3. Like, I'm so I was positive, like I was 99% sure there was a going to be an April event for hardware. I don't think that's events. I, I'm pretty sure that's event's not happening anymore.
1: Uh, don't be so sure, buddy. Uh,
0: I mean, okay. If there...
1: Oh, you mean for Xbox? Yes. Oh, I, I don't know about Xbox, but yeah. I There's was, something happening for hardware.
0: I was pretty sure there was some hardware event that was going to go down in April. I am not so sure anymore. With everything that's going on in the world, I'm not so sure that that's going down anymore. So I don't know. So it might just be that event that they're doing in place of E3. Uh Skyro Gaming says, "Hey, where's the Cuphead DLC at?" Yeah, that is a good question. I totally forgot about that. Oh, they yeah. They announced that, that in what? 2018, right? Yeah. I and did. it's 2020. It's probably not even coming out this year. I Those guys take a long time to make make games. So maybe the DLC Are You more- know
1: you know, it'll probably be it'll probably be like you know what we can add to this, we can add to this, we can add to this, and that it's probably going to become like more of a expansion yeah, than just it. a little bit. You know. Watch
0: it be like a sequel or something. Like we, <laughs> we we had so much fun building the game with her that we decided to make it its own spin-off game. Uh, El- <laughs> yeah. Pino says, if you are a producer, what kind of game would you make?
1: Ooh, mm. that's great! I actually have a plan in my head for a game that I'll never make.
0: <sighs> what kind of game would I make? I mean,
1: I basically like, you know, you know, you know, Metro is kind of like Metro Exodus is like you're on a train in the apocalypse. That was literally my personal game idea that I, that I like had in my head for ages. And I I was kind of like, it was kind of like XCOM meets Metro Exodus, basically, where you have to like build up and maintain a train and then you get off the train as you're traveling across an apocalypse. And then you like build up the train and make it more powerful and stuff like that. That was my, that was my game plan.
0: So I'm not, I don't know. Like, here's what I'll say though. Like if I'm going to, if I'm a producer and I can make a game and I'm going to make a sequel to a game I wanted. So I remember conversation I had with Phil the first time I met him, he asked me if I could greenlit a game, any game, what game would it be? And you I said, said
1: Viva Pina.
0: and I said Alan Wake too. So what did he say? <laughs> I'm, not say no. he <laughs> I'm not gonna say what he said. I'm not gonna say what he said. But oh, that okay. <laughs> I would. I don't know. I like. I like Alan Wake a lot. I I am a big Stephen King fan, and so that like kind of um ish yeah. writer thing they had going on was incredibly cool. Uh, so like if, if if I was a producer or whatever I'd want to make something in that in that vein uh something That's like cool. that jD gamer says hey any progress on the Japanese studio um nope but I mean I think they're working on it but I guess we'll just have to <laughs> wait and wait and a lot see of it. these
1: a lot of these kind of deals have probably even if Microsoft was exploring deals right now they've probably been screwed up by the whole like you know, Global issues thing, so I expect a lot of stuff to be delayed. It's not just going to be games; it's going to be like even things like oh, operating system updates. And you know, Microsoft announced that they're not doing any Windows updates for a while, yeah.
0: for example. Uh, the great Sean Labrie asks: So, how long until you jump on that VR? Uh, well, unless I strike it rich, it probably will be a long time because I just can't. I just can't, and right now in this climate, I just can't really just be like, "Yep, yeah, let me drop four hundred dollars on this Half-Life." Alex, I just can't do it. As much as I want to, I just, uh, I just can't. Uh, Bob Pound wants to know, Rand, do you think Remedy is making Alan Wake Two? I hope they're making Alan Wake Two. Like, if
1: hang on, now this is something I want to ask you: Is like, is there anything in the deal about the game having to be ex- exclusive to the Epic Game Store, or what?
0: No, I mean, Remedy's already said that the game's going to come to next-gen consoles.
1: So, Epic Games is publishing a multi-platform game.
0: Yes. Essentially, Remedy's game and all these games are going to be on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, and PC through, you know, the Epic Game Store.
1: You know what's interesting about this, right? What? Is that, like it's kind of similar to what Microsoft's doing with game pass on PC. It's, it's like, even though it's a multi-plat and even though it's like, you know, they don't get exclusive rights to anything. What they do get is a guaranteed triple A quality game for the Epic game store. And it's, it's kind of like what Microsoft's doing with epic uh, Xbox game pass for PC. You know, they it, even like, even if Microsoft doesn't make a load of money, from what they're doing there in this in the interim what they are doing is building up the credibility of windows store as an option to buy your games on because for, for the longest time it just hasn't been and th- now like if you go to the, if you go to the xbox beta app on, on windows 10 there's a load of really good high quality pc games in there like way more than they used to be on windows so there's that aspect to consider i guess
0: right uh dead captain james says hey first person or third person Hmm. Ooh, that's an interesting question. I do love first person like, shooters.
1: I prefer th- I prefer first person a lot. Like I tell you what I'm I'm really desperate for right now is an actual real Fallout or an actual real Elder Scrolls. Like I don't care about Elder Scrolls Online. It's it's boring as hell to me. And Fallout, we all know what happened with Fallout 76. I am so desperate for a new bloody like true Bethesda RPG, like why have we had to wait so long for one man?
0: Yeah, um, stupid Ball says how serious is the source code situation going on? It's not serious whatsoever. It's Doctor Evil going one billion dollar. Like from everything we know, that it's basically just uh, it's not serious. Like AMD doesn't think it's serious, and if AMD doesn't think it's serious, then it's it's not. Uh, Darth Paxton wants to know, hey, how pervasive will the XCloud app be? Will we see it everywhere like Netflix? That's a good question because I think for it to be a success, you have to be everywhere. So you got to be on Android. I would presume you got to be on like smart smart apps on like on smart TVs, like the apps and stuff. But you got to be on, on 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 um uh Apple. Yeah. And there was an article that came out on Business Insider that talked about Apple's policies regarding that. And I don't know. I'm starting to think they're not going to be able to get on that J- uh, jazz.
1: What was XCloud? Yeah. No, you'll be, you'll be surprised. Like Microsoft has, Microsoft has leverage beyond money when it comes to that stuff. Microsoft has a good relationship with Apple and they've got like office on iPad. And don't forget that Apple just announced an iPad pro with a mouse and trackpad basically a surface they're going to want office on that right
0: mm, so like you scratch my back I scratch yours
1: yeah literally it's like app i work wherever it's called it's garbage <laughs> compared to office like let, let's not be around the bush like apple likes having the credibility of office on their system and and microsoft has like a pretty good relationship with them these days so it's those kind of that kind of leverage is what will help x cloud To the detriment of Stadia, because Google and Apple don't play as nice. Yeah. Have you ever used YouTube on an iPhone? Yes. It's terrible. It doesn't have it. It's like the Windows Phone version of YouTube back in the day. It doesn't use any of the iPhone special features, like the swipe to go back and stuff. It's like apps. It's so basic compared to the Android version. Because Google's anti-competitive. Yeah. That's just the way it is.
0: (laughs) Uh, Tuya PR says Hey Rand why are you the man with the million What's the meaning Ah yes I always feel like I gotta explain this and I, I tried to have uh, When Sean Labrie was working on with the intro We tried to have it like visually there So basically Man with the million was just something Somebody said to me and when I was doing podcasts Back in the day I have over a million gamer score I was like the fifth in the world to get it Phil Spencer, Mikey Barr Invited me out to E3 2016 To actually do it uh on stage during an inside Xbox and then we had a whole interview thing. So people called me the man with the million and then basically it's just a catchphrase. I introduced myself in the videos like, hey, it's Randall Thor19, the man with the million back, back again with another video. I know I understand that can be confusing to some people who, you know, haven't been around as long, but that's the meaning. And I always feel like we always get a question like that all the time. Uh people who discover the channel as they always do. Uh, but that, but that is the the reason. So let's see. Any more questions? Um, uh, Mumbles say you guys are gonna get Doom Eternal, Half Life, Alex. Uh, we both are playing Doom Eternal. We talked about it uh, earlier in the podcast. I want to play Half Life, but I don't have VR, so I can't. Um. <laughs> so Ryan says, "Hey, if Microsoft had to buy an existing IP, what would what one would excite you the most?" There you go, Jazz.
1: Hmm. Well, obviously, they bought Wasteland and they bought State of Decay, which were like two at the top of my list. Like games that I really liked the idea of that never really had the budget to match what I wanted for those IP. So I was really hyped about those. But, hmm. That's a really good question because I've never, a lot of the games that I like, I never really think lately like oh man if these guys had more money they could do this and stuff like that all the games that i thought that about have kind of been bought so i don't know that's a tough question like what What about you can you think of anything like i uh, suppose like god. Alan, Alan way can quantum break but that's never gonna happen
0: i mean god like i don't know like yeah. an ip that's tough. I really haven't given any of that, any thought. Like I know like the biggest IP in, in gaming is Grand Theft Auto. Um w- <laughs> I mean if Mic- if Microsoft wanted to win next gen Jez, what a way to do it? Buy buy the grand- buy Grand Theft Auto.
1: <laughs> well, uh, LM back in chat just said MechaSalt. Shocking. Mm. Microsoft owns MechaSalt. Yes,
0: they do. They own MechaSalt. They,
1: they own the rights to BattleTech and Mecha, and the whole Mechasol universe, MechWarrior universe. They own the rights to that whole thing in video game format. But the rights to Mechasol and BattleTech are so complicated apparently that like it's hard to like utilize them properly or something. It's so strange. I don't honestly don't get it because we we had a BattleTech game on PC last year. That was that or two years ago actually, was it? That's actually really good. Like Battletech by Hair Brand Games, published by Paradox, licensed by Microsoft. Really good game. And then you got MechWarrior 5 coming out, which I have no idea if it's any good or not. But still, it's cool. Like more MechWarrior, great. But I don't know what Microsoft itself is doing with the IP. I don't know if there's like, they've licensed it out for so many games or something. I'm not even sure if Microsoft even knows. Like, I have, I've heard all sorts of funny stories about that IP. But technically, Microsoft own it.
0: Hmm. Uh, L. Paul wants to know, hey, if the price of the PlayStation 5 and Series X is the same price, and this is known before Lockhart announcement, does Lockhart still get released? Yes. I mean, they've been working on Lockhart for as long as they've been working on Series X. And the whole point of it is to be, is to be the lowest... Barrier to entry to next gen gaming, so yeah, I, I'm sure they would love to see what PlayStation is going to launch the PlayStation Five at. Like, if if PlayStation says, "Hey, PS Five is five hundred bucks," Microsoft might be like, "Eh, we can price the Lockhart at three forty nine and maybe make some money on it," you know. But like, it's one of those things where it's like, if Microsoft announces price first. And Sony, like, you know, what if they say Lockhart's 349 but then PlayStation surprises them and announces PlayStation 5 at 399 That basically just destroys the purpose of Lockhart at that price point with the differences between the two systems, right? Yeah. So, but I don't know. Like, I have a feeling they know what each other is going to be. And, like, especially with, like, have you seen Microsoft stock and Sony stock? It's tumbling because of the economic downturn that's going on right now, Right. And maybe if you were you maybe before you were willing to take a loss. But now with how everything is, maybe you just like, maybe you just can't. And it's like maybe Sony was planning on 400, but they just in this the way everything is now, they just they just can't. So they have to price it at 500 and maybe the same thing with Xbox. Maybe, you know, maybe they were going to plan on selling it at 500. And now because of all this stuff going on, they can't take the loss. Because budgets are slashed, it's and like they have to price it at six hundred. Yeah. Who knows?
1: I don't like. I know a lot of people are hoping that they'll match on price, but I just can't see it, man. Like that'd be that'd be too much of like lining lining everything up. If somehow the Xbox Series X is the same price, even though it's way more powerful, I don't think that there's a world where that happens.
0: But the SSD think- though, Jez.
1: Well, that that's that's the kicker. It's like has Sony overspecs the SC- SSD to the point where it pushes the price up to match the Xbox
0: Series X. Well, also the cooling, like that. Th- the frequency yeah. on that thing is high, which means it's going to produce a lot of heat, and you can't make it. They're not going to make the system as big as Series X because it's a jap. You know, they still got to sell it in Asian markets, and they don't like stuff that big. So the system's going to have to look like a regular console, which means. And we already know from the one Bloomberg article that they really went big on, on cooling. So Man.
1: It it could it could all go wrong for
0: somebody when you say things like that.
1: But ah oh man. But again, they've still got the games. But will they even have the games? Because they're gonna get delayed as well. This is like a tough situation for everyone right now.
0: I, I thought I, I thought I just saw like uh uh Patrick Klepik say something like he just read a memo. Uh, what was it? Let me, let me find it on Twitter. Uh, he uh, had a memo that he said, According to the memo I've been briefed on, all North American and European PlayStation employees will continue working from home through at least April 30th due to the virus. Workers will continue to be paid regardless of ability to perform remote work due to the job function or responsibilities Sony's also issuing a one time spend of thousand dollars so employees can purchase equipment to enhance their ability to work from home. Uh so yeah, like there you have it. Like basically for another month, Sony's basically, you know, all their employees are gonna be working from home, so that's the thing. It's like is Last of Us and Ghost of Shima gonna release their gonna release? Hit their hit their yeah. targets? You don't really know. And because of this you know, like I, I don't know, Jazz. It's going to be very interesting, though. Um, JD Gamer says, "Hey, is Lockhart eight, twelve, or sixteen gigabytes of RAM? And is there any chance to up the specs to put my pressure on Sony while maintaining the two ninety nine price?" I, I would mm-hmm. say the specs are locked at this point. The only thing that you can change is the the clock speeds. I am going to say Lockhart to save money. I'm gonna say Lockhart is gonna have eight gigabytes of RAM. Because it doesn't Certainly need possible. What?
1: Suddenly possible.
0: Yeah, I think they're gonna to try to save as much money as possible to hit 299 or potentially even two forty nine. And I don't think it needs that much because it's not doing four K. The the purpose of the system is to basically be fourteen forty P or ten eighty P at sixty. So you don't need that much RAM because you're not gonna be doing four K um so that's do you agree with me on that one jez
1: i do i agree
0: so yeah you know what we've been going on for a while so uh i figured we'll end the show here so thanks for everybody I'm for hungry. hanging out and uh dropping us some questions obviously if you enjoyed the show make sure you hit the like button subscribe button all that good stuff follow me and jez on twitter obviously obviously it's on screen thanks to the new overlay by sean LeBrie. And uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully on Wednesday, with a lot more new stuff to talk about. Um, Z Z Black Rider says, I'll say Rand is wrong, and the RAM is up in the air. I mean, I could be wrong. It's just, I, I think it's 8 gigabytes. But that's just me. Um, yeah, so we'll be back next week. Hope everybody has a great week. Stay safe and keep it gaming. Later, guys. Take care, everybody.